This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to There Will Be Dungeons, a show all about D&D and a bunch of friends playing it. Yeah, that's right. Kyle is going to be DM and today we got Kristen, we have John, we have me, Scott, and we may have a guest today, but we'll we'll give that a second before we introduce because that's what we like to do here on the show. Uh, a reminder that we have a bunch of custom made teas based on our shenanigans here on the show that you can get for your own self if you just head on over to phoenixpearltea.com slash TWBD. There's bound to be something you're going to like. So go check those out and see what you think. That's phoenixbrillt.com slash TWBD. And now I hand the keys to Kyle, who is driving this bus. Kyle, take it away. Last time on There Will Be Dungeons, we faced the Ulrat in the heart of the Black Basilica. It mind-controlled the Delvers and took them on a journey th- through their own shame and misery. And some of them fought it well, and some didn't. Disturbed by what they had seen, they faced down a horde of hookers before descending back down with their prize, the urn containing the brain of the Kalazar. They returned to the key room and decided, instead of placing it in the slot, two keys now, two key ceramic urns now in tow, they decided to go rest rather than return to town at the Deep Winds Bathhouse, where they paid an exorbitant amount in order to stay underground with the flumps and their humble hospitality. They had a lovely evening with massages, should they wish, enjoying the spas, should they wish, or they could have just hidden their rooms all night, should they wish. Now, we may talk about this later in a future episode, because we got stuff to do today, but the question would be to Splendor Belt... Did you inquire about with the guests inside the Deep Winds bathhouse? Regarding? The Abolith and the Skeletal Minotaurs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I would have done that. And and, and I'm, I would still be uh, shaken by um, last week's false visions. Uh... And, and feeling a whole lot of pressure and guilt about my employees and getting the job done for Snake Man and all that. So things toward that end, I would be I'd be itching to, to like poke around and start working on. Excellent. Well, for the sake of time today, we will say you had those conversations. We will flash back to another time when they matter more because morning. Well, at least morning underground in the underdark comes about. The flumps are 
uh, discreet and uh, complimentary, but they do, of course, usher you out so other customers can have your rooms by a certain time. And you find yourself fully equipped and each of you with inspiration from such a relaxing evening. Ooh. Hit the Underdark yet again. They're on dungeon level E. You make your way back down, back down the umbral flight, the long staircase, past the statue, past the remains of Hypnomoth and the others which have not been moved or touched. And you head down, down, down yet again. This time, instead of heading left previously, which was out towards the Withers Keep, Skull Keep, and underneath where the Black Basilica was, you decide instead to make that right and head up the stairs. And this staircase, instead of going straight, is a little wind, serpentining back and forth, following some of the natural formations that you see. Ko, with his amulet made into a bracer, leads the way, following the blinking light like a map, like a homing beacon, towards the source of the Kalazar. Eventually, the staircase ends after a long, excruciating climb. We reach tunnels, and the tunnels go mostly up at this point. They veer off. Again, you have that feeling like you're being watched. You see footprints going in different directions, but you stay on the main course. Small creatures, pale beings perhaps, dive out of sight before you. But you follow the primary light given by Ko's bracer, given to him by Carrie Underworld back at the guild. And as you proceed, the cavern ceiling begins to give way to deep and thick roots. Like those of ancient trees, many of them stone-like, petrified, here below ground. And as you wind and wind and have to bend down and crawl through another, another tunnel area, eventually you reach a tunnel... And with Ko's massive perception, he is quick to point out to everyone that the entire tunnel before you is covered in carcasses, small animal bones, bit of carapace lining the floor, and all kind of spaced out evenly. The floor is yours, covered in. Bones as it is. <laughs> well, that would be horrifying, so I'd go, ah! Yeah, this is pretty gross. But I'll go first, if everybody wants. She eyes the bones. Yeah, I definitely don't want to go first. Says the stealthiest among us, so Grinkeeper, make a stealth check. She's not even trying to be stealthy. So you just lead the way. Uh, you don't use a shield anymore, so you have your dagger lit in front of you, and you just walk where you do? She'll uh, do her best not to step on bones. She'll kick him out of the way, kind of shuffle to make a path for Cohen's Splunderbilt. Okay. All the same, then give me a stealth check, since you're not just walking on him. All right. All right. With disadvantage, the eight is the stealth check. <laughs> with an eight, like fortune cookies, Dr. Jones, you make your way. 
<laughs> and it crunch, and it cracks, and it crunches, and it shoofs as you kick a little out of the way, and then you misstep and step on the bigger pile you've made by shoofing some out of the way. Grinkeeper leads the way, her light extending moonlight style 15 feet out in front of her, exposing more and more small bones, small bits of cartilage. Uh, if anyone would like to make a nature check, perhaps they could identify the source of these bones. Otherwise, Grinkeeper crunches on. Um, I, I would do one, and I would um, uh, touch myself gently <laughs> beforehand. To give mm-hmm. myself guidance, and I would roll uh, thusly. Oh, that's terrible. Give me one second. Yeah, you were too busy touching yourself and not enough uh, looking <laughs> at the bones. Brain to the gut. Uh, five, so <laughs> that was a terrible time. Five. Disturbed as you are by these things, you assume they're all from one massive creature. Some great beast that had both tentacles, ears, and various rat-like appendages, but flew perhaps on bug-like wings with a carapace. Does he share that theory? Do you share that theory with us? Yeah, I would totally tell everybody that. All right, in that case, I will make a nature check because I don't think I believe that. (laughs) And with a 14, I probably don't. (laughs) You look about the bones around you. You see the discarded bones of rats. You also see the carapace from various sturges and the uh, cartilage of dark mantles. Lesser creatures of the Underdark seem to have been slain and scattered about here. All right, Co keeps that to himself, though. Let Splendor Belt believe his uber creature exists. Ben Baumhofer joins us today as our guest. And some distance away, one Barclay Bender... Geis? Is that how you say it? Bandergeis, yes. Barclay Bandergeis sits up and he hears crunching as well as a distant oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and then some muddles about a great creature of some kind. Alright. Um, I immediately just snuff out any campfires, candles, anything that I have lit. Take a few steps towards the sound and then I cast Thaumaturgy in three different ways. Uh, cause tremors, uh, harmless tremors creeping across the ground. I make ominous whispers and I yell out, Who dares disturb the guardian of this cave? So Grinkeeper and the whole party, you're making your way in. The ground begins to tremble and whispers ring out. And then... Who disturbs the guardian of this cave? Uh, we do. <laughs> Who's we? <laughs> uh, uh, the darkest delvers. Oh, come on then. Oh, that was easy. And Grinkeeper will look back at Cohen and Splinterbelt and shrug. Uh, oh, we'll kind of give a shrug, but still whisper to Splendor Belt. Be wary. It could still be the Uber Dark. <laughs> I will. I go ahead. I will oh. nod and grip my uh, my maces with my hands, a little nervously. 
I pull up my lantern and go ahead and uh, urge it on and kind of walk forward to greet whoever's coming my way. So around the corner walks, and please describe your character. All right. You see, uh, well, a, a bluish-green uh, turtle walking forward. He, very large and bulky, as turtles are, about five foot ten. Uh, just kind of walking his way, smiling, and looks uh, a little worse for wear. Um, you know, dirty. Looks like definitely hasn't had a a, a real good meal in a while, but uh, just kind of lifts up his lantern and says, Oh, I'm so glad that you're actually people. I was a little worried there for a moment. So pardon the, the uh, well, the outburst, if you will. Uh, my name is uh, Barkley Bendergeist. Pleasure to meet you. Uh, this is a strange place to find somebody. Uh, Barkley? Yes. Uh, well, what, what exactly are you doing down here? Oh, uh, I was part of a research uh, team. We kind of got a little split up and, well, you know, as my mom always used to say, if you ever lost, stay in one spot till someone comes and finds you. So thank you for finding me. How, how long have you been down here? Well, without a son, it's a little hard to guess. But uh, if I were to guess, maybe three, four months, something like that. It's been a little while. <laughs> if it wasn't for chance here, I wouldn't have any, any chance of actually surviving. Did you leave these balance? Oh, of course. I mean, it, it, it allowed me to hear you. You know, if anything comes and sneaks up on me, it, 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 it's an alarm. So there is a big, uh, big underdark, huge mega creature does exist then. You have killed it and used its bones to find uh, uh, new people coming. Well, this scattering of bones is from quite a few tiny creatures, but I mean, it is the underdark. There are quite a few rather large ones. So if you've encountered one with, I don't know, this much mass, and I kind of sweep my hands around the whole floor, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. There's there's some horrible things down here. I'll shoot an annoyed glance at Ko, thinking he probably knew this. No, I'm telling you, the Uber Dark is real. I've heard stories. We can talk about it later, but, uh, you know, I'm relieved that that's not the situation we're in. I would love to hear about one of those. Oh, yeah, the Uber Dark. It's very dangerous. Well, come this way, come this way. I've got a campfire set up and I can cook you some mushrooms. You are led around a corner and as you round the corner, two great doors, the likes of which you've seen before, both before the heart chamber and back in the Black Basilica lay before you. Except for this time, there are, well, two of them. One next to the other, massive, some 25 feet long. They sit about 10 feet apart from each other and both have the same sort of sweeping arms across them of bat wings. The heads, though, turn towards each other, tentacles askew, the face of Grix upon them. There is a rope that runs across both of them with a tiny bell tied to each side. However, outside of this rather horrifying vista of doors, there is a very, very pleasant-looking camp here. There's a tent set up with a bedroll, a small fire pit that is letting loose a little bit of smoke that was recently extinguished. There's a couple books stacked nearby. Uh, there are a well-manicured 
line, uh, lines of, of, of mushrooms have been set up and farmed here as water drips down the wall. And there's a small spit that has some of these, mar- uh, these uh, mushrooms skewered about them. And here, it leads you back with a lantern that lets out a ghostly blue light. Yeah, would you care for some uh, dinner or breakfast or lunch? I- I'm sorry, I've totally lost track of what time it is. And uh, I'll go ahead and use thaumaturgy and, and bring the campfire back up. Uh, wow, this is uh, quite the setup y- you have here. Um, now, for for Scott's benefit, may I interrupt? Are you naked? Me or my character? No, no, uh, Ben's <laughs> oh, character. Okay. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have just kind of plain clothes on. Um, yeah, n- no armor, anything like that. Just uh, you know, I, my, my bits are covered. As the fire lights back up, you see that there is a long, stretched out remains of a leather armor set, which has been cut apart and used in many of these different contraptions, the rope to hold the bell and whatnot, as well as a a headband that goes about the turtle's head and has been raised on one side in order to speak with you. This leather armor has been discarded for the basic clothes they use, but it seems that this is their primary source of... uh, building materials and repair for their tent. Yes, come sit down, sit down. Uh, I, I can offer you some, uh, some uh, medium, well done mushrooms. Uh, they're, they're not very palatable, but you know what? They, they keep a, a body healthy and going. Who just sort of looks at everybody else. Uh, uh, sure. I would offer a, uh... A raw potato that he can add to his his uh, you know selection. Splendid! I haven't had a roast potato in well months. So oh, fantastic! And I very happily take it and just shove it on the the spits. Pull some mushroom off to to share with anybody who wants some. Hey, Splenderbelt, he's cooking the potato. He's fine. Uh, cooked or, or raw, they are uh, the uh, perfect food. Uh, I prefer raw. Cooked is still fine. And then I will take a piece of this uh, mushroom offered and and eat it. That's what it says on the back of the Splendor Bell box. Yeah. <laughs> cooked it's fine. Uh, it's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> quote, sign Splendor Bell. <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, quite the endorsement. Um, I would eat that. I wouldn't voraciously eat it, but I would gladly eat the mushroom. I've had them before, and I like them. So, yeah. I would take it as it was in- intended. Trusting it's not psychedelic. As far as I know of, no. It, uh, I mean, I haven't noticed anything. I've, Like I said, it's, it's just been me and Chance this entire time. Oh, sorry. Let me... And I lift up my lantern, and I um, kind of will it to turn into a, a spectral hand and it reaches out and, and stretches out its hand to shake everybody everybody else's hand. So this is Chance. Uh, it's a, the spirit. He lives in my lantern. Hi, hi Chance. Uh, and Grimkeeper will try and shake its hand, but make grabs. <laughs> Does, <laughs> can it actually physically grab? Yeah, totally. Okay, cool. Haptic magic hand. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Co yeah. will shake the hand. Uh, high chance. 
so you have a, a spirit living with you? Oh, yes, it's fantastic. It's uh, this lantern that I found on a, a previous expedition. Um, it just kind of ended up working one day and started talking to it because, you know, eventually you get there when you research and experiment. And then uh, it started manifesting a hand and writing stuff on the ground very poorly, I might add. But uh, yeah, apparently its name is Chance. How do you, uh, he does not have voice? How do you know his name? He uh, well, he kind of like took his little hand and drew it in some dirt and uh, at least that's what he calls himself. I, I don't know. Name could be Molly or something else and they just spell poorly. Who knows? Can you show us? Oh, Chance, uh, say hi. And the little spectral hand goes into the dirt and just can, writes hi, but barely illegible. Grinkeeper's just staring. Kind of excited, but just staring. Oh, it's great. He lights my way. That way I don't have to, you know, worry too much about uh, torches and, and running out of materials for that. I mean, sure, I can cast light and everything, but, you know, why expend your own magic when someone else can do it for you? Hmm. I'd like to... Do I, have we seen anything like this before? Um, by that, I mean, are, would, I, would, would Splendor Belt recognize the kind of spirit this is and discern any sort of, I don't know, danger from it or anything like that? Uh, you could make a religion check, perhaps. All right. Let's do that. Uh, 13. You would know that this is likely an undead spirit. However, that's never set you back before, except, uh, you know, particularly one of your major employees is a undead minotaur on your farm. <laughs> True. Now, this hand, however, has taken on greater meaning, and uh, the Tortola in here has been rather excited to talk. It seems he's been alone for a very long time. Yeah, so whereabouts are you from? Uh, I I'm assuming from the surface. You don't have the, the normal uh, kind of demeanor of the, the Underdark folks. I mean, you're smiling. That's a good sign. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're from, from up above and we're on a, we're on a, a mission down here. We're looking for some, uh, like, big jars or urns containing mystical stuff. Fantastic. Then thank you for inviting me along. I am excited to get out of here and move forward and, and help you on your way. Well, um... You know, that's one way to look at it. You're certainly welcome to come along with us. I, I mean, as nice as it is, I think you probably want to get back up to the surface, I would guess. Uh, but uh, these these doors behind you, have you ever been through them? Oh, no, definitely not. I wouldn't venture on my own down here. You must be insane. So what happened to your team? Uh, well, as you know, it's a little dangerous down here, and, you know, sometimes when the lights go out, things come and take friends. Slowly, they kind of disappeared, and, you know, one time when we were running and screaming from something, we all got turned around and went down different passages and, you know, lost a couple that way. It's, uh, you, you know how it is. What were you researching? To tell you the truth, I do not remember anymore. Uh, I, I have all this mapping stuff. 
I think I might have started trying to map out the, the, the whole, you know, area. I mean, I am a cart cartographer also by trade, but uh, yeah, I unfortunately don't have any of the remnants of the maps anymore. I had to use it for materials to burn early on. It's it, yeah, I don't know what's going on anymore. I just I'm so I'm so glad you're here. Well, uh, not to be indelicate, but you, you certainly seem to want to be avoiding danger. You do understand that if you travel with us, we're going to be going into danger. That's fine. It is different than sitting here. I mean, that's true. Yeah. Months sitting here, I can see getting a little old. I, I mean, you saw the bone pile. Do you know how long that took? I couldn't have eaten that many creatures. Oh, I didn't. It took quite a while just to, to intricately place them all just, you know, one after another for so long and then setting up the these mushroom fields and I need a different, just something. So yes, I would happily go walking into any sort of danger with you because you know what? When you die with friends, you don't die alone. As far as I'm concerned, Mushroom is good. You are part of team. Welcome to team. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I think the potato's probably done cooking by now, if you'd like to partake. Oh, this sounds good. Everyone, gather around. This is best but uh, from cream of crop. Best best uh, harvest we have. I'm going to pull the potato off and cut it into four pieces and just share it with everybody. So you, you, you grew this yourself. Yes, I have whole I have whole farm. I oh, make that uh, is amazing. Yes, I've uh, I, people who are currently uh, helping farm run, uh, valued, wonderful uh, people who I will make sure to tell when I get back that they are great and pay. Uh, I will sort of wear all this guilt on my sleeve. Pay for um, the first time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you uh, know, you sound like a fantastic boss. I'm sure anybody working under you is just grateful and in pleased with, with the hard work that they do and I can tell from this potato and a tear starts kind of going down his cheek it's one of the best things I've ever eaten see? eh? I'll look at Ko and others eh? eh? and like kind of gesture toward him I mean, I mean they do say hunger is the best spice <laughs> is, there, is that a saying for real? I've never heard that yeah. before I like it it's real okay Okay, um, give me a, a few moments to, to pack up and, and uh, I'll be ready to go. I, I mean, unless you need to, to stay here for a while, I mean, sure, but I'm ready to go. Uh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, we're ready, right? We're ready. Yes. Yeah, we gotta open these doors. Great. And I go and I start rolling up the bedroll and taking down the tent and, and just packing everything up into my bag. Uh, you mentioned you have magical uh, abilities. Um, are you decent at fighting, or? You know, oh yeah, you... I'm fine. I can definitely handle myself. You know, are you more of a healer? Uh, wait, what? You know, what what class are you? Oh well, I, I mean, I, I do have to say, you know, thank you to uh, Pata, my 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 deity. Uh, he endows me with all the different uh, abilities that I can do. Uh, some say, you know healing works um you know the spells i have prepped for today are kind of more survival so i'm not going to be the best healer there is but uh you know do what i can to to make sure that uh you know we, we push forward and defeat enemies and and stay alive 
We have healing for days. Uh, this cleric. is yes. Oh, this is good. Two clerics, better than one. I always say. Oh. <laughs> and his god's name is Pata. Yes, yes. Uh, the god of uh, as a researcher, it just seemed that the the god of of crafts and knowledge and research was going to be probably one of the best I could possibly follow. And I'll say, yeah, this is fine. Paylor uh, and Pata, they, they hang out. They are friends. This is good. Oh, fantastic. Well, I'm sure between the two of us, we can cover anything that's needed. Our healing pool is OP. Uh, sure. <laughs> so Barclay goes about cleaning up their tent, you know, stirring the spider or the spider, stirring the fire <laughs> much as old Smokey would want to make sure. And overall being very safe and harvesting a couple of mushrooms for the road. The Delvers, you go look at the doors. Let's roll some investigation checks. Right. A 16. 13. A 2. Oh, man. <laughs> Grinkeeper can't even find where the doors start. She's just looking at the bats. Grinkeeper, did you eat a mushroom? Yeah. Roll a constitution <laughs> saving throw. <laughs> Uh, 22. All right. You're a little distracted by some business, but no trouble. Splendorbelt Co., you head over to the doors. And as I mentioned, both are some 20 feet, 30 feet long, massive stone metal doors, very much that hybrid you've seen many times before. Upon them engraved is the long arms of the Kalazar-like statues, and in the center, it goes up to a head that looks like a grick with the four tentacles splayed out sideways and the beak in the middle. And they both face each other, the two images mirrored. And as you look about, it's actually Splendorbelt who finds and points out several indents in the ground. Here in this area, it's all kind of natural. The, the cave, the limestone caves give way to sand on the ground, but... You're able to get down and give a little and you expose four tiles about five by five built into the ground, two in front of each of these doors. And you say they're indented like how how deep? I mean, it looks like something we could jam something in, basically. More more like a five by five square that is carved out into the ground, okay. whereas the rest of it's kind of natural cave floor. Okay. But they are lower. They're not just equal to the floor or, or flat to the floor. They're they're lower than the floor. They are equal to the floor, but carved in, okay. you know, so it's on the side. So it makes that five by five sort of shape around it. Okay. What do you think those do? You think it's uh, some sort of pressure plate or something? Well, this is where I was. What I was thinking as well. We can uh, we can try, but. Uh, Sometimes these are traps. Oh. oh, oh, one moment. I finish packing everything up and then I kind of hurry over to your side and a trap, you say a trap. One moment. And, and I'm he, going. Oh, sorry. As you hurry, it's clung, cling, clung, cling of all the pots and oh, pans right. swinging on your bag. All right. Uh, one moment here. And I cast uh, fine traps. How long does that last? 
10 minutes. Oh, cool. Perfect. So you can sense any traps in the area then. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. No, I take the back. Instantaneous. I was mixing it up with a different spell. But I can sense it up to 120 feet within line of sight. Second level spell. Awesome. Thus, spells such as Alarm, Glyph of Warding, and all mechanical pit traps as well reveal their natures and the weaknesses in the floors. So you would immediately be able to identify that these four indentations or uh, plates, two in front of each door, are in fact pressure plates, and they are not trapped. Oh, these uh, uh, plates here, they're not trapped in any way. They're just pressure plates, uh, potentially uh, a way to, uh, you know, knock on the door, open it, or, or something along those lines. Okay, well, we've got four of us, four pressure plates. Why don't we all try standing on them? How fortuitous for you that I'm here today. This sounds yep, like a good idea. Let's do it. No, we're gra- extremely uh, lucky. Uh, it's, it's good that you were here. It's as if fate brought us together. Ah, uh, thank you, Pata. And I take a step forward. Yes, uh, thank you, Pate. <laughs> <laughs> Splendorbelt, does it make you uncomfortable, maybe even jealous, that this cleric before you, you haven't spent a lot of time with adventuring clerics, but this cleric's, you know, invoking his god regularly and thanking him frequently. I would, um, I would wonder internally if I would have like, not resentment or anything, but more like, oh, am I supposed to do that that often? Kind of question in my own head. Should I be like invoking Paylor all the time? I, I would have, I would sort of ask that to myself. I don't know what I would do with it, but. I would wonder, I would have this feeling of like, well, am I doing that wrong? Or is that not enough? Like, as I'm, I got all these internal conflicts about not paying my employees and having them be all pissed because of the visions. Um, I'm starting to question everything. So yes, I would, I would kind of have those, those feelings, those thoughts. So we find ourselves before the four different petro, uh, pressure plates, two in front of each door. I would go stand on one. Moves down slightly. I'm definitely standing on one. All right, Coco stands on one. Greenkeeper will try and quietly let out one burp and then go stand on the last one. And as all four of you stand on the plates, the door opens climbing as it does together at the same time. And as it reaches the top, it reveals a hallway 10 feet deep of the same width as the door, so 30 feet wide. And before you appears to be an empty room, but with the passive perceptions of Ko and Barclay looking down, you can see that there are two more pressure plates at another door beyond. Two, two, one for each doorway. So I believe as soon as we step off these plates, the doors will probably come close again. Uh, I mean, we, we got to test it. I think maybe test it before we dash under it uh, or through it. 
Cole step off the plate and see what happens. Nothing happens. The door remains up. Ooh. Seems good. Cole, move forward. Hey, I take a step off the plate and follow. Grimkeeper as well. Same. Well, here's the question now. Because the doorways lead down two separate hallways, each to have two separate pressure plates. So, who goes with who? Oh, we have a natural divide here. Ooh. I mean, I imagined uh, Cohen Grinkeeper were on the same ones, but I could have been wrong there. Oh, send the two clerics together. Oh, my lord. I like that idea. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with how uh, Kristen imagined it. That's the that's the truth of it. All right. Okay. We don't need clerics. We'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. I've got, like, it's <laughs> She's got some healing yeah, spells. Good. You'll be all right. You can just disappear and run away. It's, we it's can good. talk about God or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let me divide you up here. And what we're going to do is I'm going to shoot you a map. Uh-huh. However, there's going to be two maps. Do not click the one that isn't yours. <laughs> so which one are you going to do first? This will be the Grinkeeper and Co. map. Do not click this. Barclay or Splendor Belt. There's also a text reminder in the in it as well. I love it. Kyle's taking no chances. All right. Am I okay showing my map to the chat? Absolutely. Okay. So Barclay and Splendor Belt's map. Well, that works out good because uh, I cover up the... Uh stream screen with the map so I won't be able to see it anyway that's nice. perfect okay chat room that's us oh uh, before we go completely through though Ko while he can still see everybody will activate the psychic network let's do that now we're thinking with uh, with portals here <laughs> uh, let me roll my d8 let's see how long that lasts for Okay, one hour, and so uh, uh, to Barclay, all of a sudden, Ko's voice appears inside your head psychically, and it just says, Oh, hi, uh, Ko here. By the way, uh, this is the psychic network. It's a way we use to communicate when we can't necessarily talk to each other directly. You can just think thoughts at me, and I'll hear them, and I can relay it to people, and uh, you know, we can all talk to each other this way. Splendor Belt, uh, does your friend speak in your mind too? Yes, this is uh, this is for all of us to hear. It is. Uh, it takes a minute to get used to, but uh... okay. I just didn't want to uh, think I was going more. I mean, crazy at all. No, I hear this. Well, yes. He he okay. he he conveys all information, but uh, he can hear me now, and I guess suppose he hears you reply. So we are all talking together effectively. So if I speak, though, does he hear that, or only if I think it? How does that work, John? Only if he thinks it. He's got to think it too. But me. don't Focus we have to? to don't me. we? Don't we think everything we say, or no? I mean, mm, just from a practical. No, it has to have intent behind it. Okay. Intent makes the magic okay. work. 
Okay, good to All know. Right. Good deal. Uh, and also, Ben, just for clarity's sake, because we say it every time, uh, I'm not going to parrot everything back and forth, so we can just talk directly to each okay. other. And the assumption is that Co translates it between okay. the two. Perfect. Works as the uh, operator, moving the little plugs around. Okay, oh, so that, I can uh, I recall. Witchboard think... would have also been a good hero name for him, but... <laughs> I, that's actually kind of a cool name. It bad. is. Yeah. Okay, so I, th- I think test. Ho <laughs> tells everybody that uh, Barclay wants to test the psychic network. I didn't study. Oh, good one. I'd say uh, Splendor Bell checking in. I'll think with intent. <laughs> oh, you can just speak to me because I'm right here. I, I mean, unless you need to speak to everybody else. Uh, he is. He is testing that network. So we are all, you know, we are all sp- piping in. Oh, right. Of course. I'm sorry. This is new to me. <laughs> we don't usually need to test it. I don't know why we are doing that. Well, Co ran around the corner here to set up the psychic network because he has to be in sight of everybody. So currently we are all standing by the right doorway, which Splinterbelt and Barclay have begun going in. Is there anything else we want to do while we're all together? Um, We don't have any idea on time or space in this place, like where we're going to meet up or how this goes inside, right? We have no map or... Actually, I would ask Barclay if he has any maps of any of this. Unfortunately, I didn't get past these doors at all. Um, and the maps that I brought with me, they're, they've been burned. Or eaten. Or burned, then eaten. <laughs> it's good order to do that in. Uh, okay. Um, I was thinking I might do... Well, it's, it's hard to say whether we do, we're going to see these guys or not. So I'm going to... Um, not cast anything. Never mind. Oh, uh, in case you need to see, I, I pull out my uh, lantern and light it up. I have dark vision, but this is still helpful to have light. I don't, so I need it. Well, between me and your lantern, we will find... Uh... Oh, and uh, Chance lives in this lantern, right? Yep. Okay. We will find our way. I have faith. And I look up and give a little nod i'd pat it on i pat your uh your thing on the on the lantern and say now that's a good chance <laughs> great you Co, you return to your hallway you both stand before yet another large door decorated very much the same with two pressure plates on the floor as soon as grinkeeper sees co return she's gonna go stand on the pressure plate All right, Co. will move over and get on the other pressure plate. Splendor Belt, Barclay, you hear the great commotion of the doors moving in the adjacent hallway. Co. Grinkeeper, the door behind you begins to close while the one in front of you opens and slams shut behind you as it settles. Splendor Belt, Barclay, the secondary or perhaps co-keeper hallway is now sealed oh you find yourself at uh splendor clay hallway <laughs> <laughs> splendor clay uh, 
And there are no pressure plates yeah, in the other can't. direction, right? It's <laughs> it's one way only. A subsidiary of Splendor Belt's nonprofit potato concern. There you go. <laughs> Correct. So the pressure plates available to you right now are the two in front of you, using my little laser pointer here. The two that opened the original doorway, and then there were two that opened the original hallway that is now the co-keeper hall. Okay. Well, it sounds as though doors have opened and closed, so I'm assuming they move forward. Should we continue as well? Yes. All right. Let this go, and we'll just sort of shoulder by shoulder go. Hold the lantern out in front. Same thing happens. The door behind you closes slowly as the one in front of you opens. As all that weight settles, I will now reveal the next room. Both parties see the same room and perhaps communicate it separately, psychically, to each other. You see a 15-foot landing and a single pressure plate to your left. Co-keeper, you see it to your right. However, beyond that 15 feet is a great pit of utter blackness that descends down. Now we're talking falling blackness, not inky blackness or uh, some sort of slime. Just a great, big, seemingly endless hole ahead of you. Beyond that, Barclay, Co., you're able to point out to your companion another pressure plate on the far side of this pit. The pit spans. It'd be 35 feet long. Right, Co. is going to uh, quietly creep up to the edge and kind of peek, peek over, just confirm what he suspects, that it is in fact a deep chasm down. You look down, and the extent of your dark vision goggles is not far enough. Some 60 feet, it goes beyond. Uh, well, Grinkeeper, I think I can get to the other pressure plate if you want to watch this side. Yeah, totally. Here, uh, let's tie a rope around you. I'll be fine. And Co manifests a psychic dagger and throws it across the chasm. All uh, right. Let me see how this works. Uh, I gotta use a psychic dice. Um, where is it? So many features to look through. Psychic teleportation. Roll, and then it's what I roll times 10. So I might not actually be able to necessarily make it across. We'll see. Oh, yeah. 60 feet. So Ko shoots a dagger uh, across the chasm. Um, and then in a white flash of energy appears where the dagger has landed. You find yourself across. And then he goes over and steps on the plate. Grinkeeper, what do you do? She'll go step on the plate on her side. All right. John, Kristen, headphones off. We will see you in a moment. 
<laughs> Meanwhile, in the uh, uh, bar belt cave, <laughs> Splendor Belt, Barclay, your door has risen, and you see a great gap, some 30 feet long, a pit ahead of you. You can see another pressure plate to your immediate, to be your right, and on the far side to your left. The original door has closed behind you. Okay, I move forward to the pit and I rip off a piece of leather, cast light on it, and drop it down into the pit. Just kind of peek over to see how far it goes. Like a little light bomb? Like it'll just go until yeah. we can't see it? Okay. I assume it goes past the 60 feet that it went for Ko as well. I mean, I guess I haven't heard that as the character, but I can't, I can't see anything past my my uh, dark vision, right? I'm just seeing if the light has a range that it dispels that as it gets away from you. But it doesn't seem the case. Hmm. But it says touch 20 feet, which could mean that's the area. So never mind. So this light works and it lasts for one hour. So you see the light all. And as a researcher, as someone familiar with mapping, cartography, all that sort of thing, you've done this sort of thing before. You've become pretty apt at eyeballing it. You'd say it's some 300 feet down when it settles Damn. on a ground below. A single little light dot. No bigger mm. than a pin needle. Okay, I poof it out. Well, down doesn't seem to be the right way to go. Um, now, I don't want to make any assumptions, but uh, are you able to fly? Uh, no. Hold on a second. Is this something you can do as your uh, your god let you fly? I say kind of freak out, freaked out a little bit. Not yet. Then again, I don't know if I'll ever be able to, but who knows? It's what is, growth is all about. This is not the option for me. I am sad to say. Okay, well, we do have a, a pressure plate right here. Maybe that lifts some sort of bridge or something along those lines? Uh, we can give it a try. No harm in this. Okay, would you like to do the honors or shall I? I, I will do it. Uh, and I'll, I'll get over to that pressure plate. Let me grab my dude. And, I'll and as you start it. to head over, even before you touch the pressure plate, a 10-foot wide bridge extends out. Oh, that's easy. Wait, don't cross yet. Something is not right. All right, do I uh, do I have any idea why that happened without the pressure plate? No idea. But of course it was accompanied by a stone on stone as it extended across. Hmm. hmm. What did you do, I'll say? I didn't do anything. Was this your friends? Oh, I'd not considered this, perhaps. And now we'll I'll get on the network with intent and say, uh, Ko, did you did you just do something that made a bridge appear for for us and, and you perhaps both? Oh, they're not oh, you can't can't hear me, can they? Now they can. Oh now they can. So Ko, I I'll say to you over the network just the following question. And then I think you have to leave again. <laughs> um, but I would say, do you, uh, you know, basically, did you push a button or stand on a new plate or do something? Because we have a bridge that suddenly showed up here. 
Uh, yeah, I we're standing on both of our plates over on this side. Have oh. you guys not gotten on your plates yet? Oh, uh, um... Splendor Belt, if you want to take a step forward, I'll, I'll cross the bridge and step on the one across the way. It seems perhaps this is our... I mean, they did it out for us, I guess. Okay, this is a good idea. You go across bridge. Don't fall. <laughs> I step on the thing. So I'm now standing on the thing. Okay, and uh, before I step on the bridge, I do like a, a tentative like toe tap to make sure it's actually something that's there. Just just to make sure. Yeah. Roll an investigation. Indiana right. Jones. Uh... Moment they get on the bridge, Greenkeeper, we jump off the place. <laughs> yeah. <Nine. laughs> I've played Portal 2 multiplayer. That's what you do. <laughs> Nine investigation. Well, it's no rocket science, but you do put a foot on who? Uh, it can take weight. It seems right. real. Then I uh, make my way across the bridge, and I went, go ahead and hop on the uh, other pressure plate. Grinkeeper Co. on your side. A bridge extends. Oh, cool. And then Grinkeeper will start crossing it. Greenkeeper on her end says, "Ah, cool. But as she does, on the Splendor Clay side, the bridge retracts and is gone. All right, I'll tap into them again over the network and say, I think I know what this is. We need to have weight on all four before anyone can move. Uh, Oh, did did your bridge disappear when she got off the plate? Yes. And if I get off mine, and I'll do that. I'll step off. Yours will go away, too. Wait, are you on the bridge? <laughs> Greenkeeper had already crossed the bridge, but they don't know that. <laughs> yeah, they don't know that. Oh, I should have asked. I hope it is okay. Uh, it's fine. Yeah, maybe a little more care, uh, Splendor Belt. We're, we're fine, though. Uh, okay, well, but she's over here now, so she made it across. So uh, we're good, right? Uh, Not exactly. No, because now we are we are separated, and only way to make bridge go for us is for you to stand on both places. Oh, you don't have a way to get across without a bridge. N- no, you you do. Yeah, it wasn't hard. Can one of you fly? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I'd really like to know about everyone's flight capability. Um, well, how did you cross the chasm without our bridge? Uh, like, I know some tricks, but I can only do it so many times. I really don't want to do a bunch of, you know, just unnecessary bridge movements here. Can you guys restore <laughs> the bridge? Is is there anything around to tie a rope to, like, very securely? Are you asking me? Sorry, or? sorry, that's for the DM. Table talk uh, DM question. No, the stone walls are pretty worked here, and besides the doors, everything is uh, all part of the tunnel or the hole itself. Okay, here, why don't we do this? You guys put the bridge back, however you need to go about doing that for our side. Well, if you're worried about your flying abilities, even though it's not flying. 
Um, I might be able to do something as well, but I mean, it's starting to cut into some of my heavier magic. Um, if, if you could uh, bring the bridge back on our side, I might be able to get it to stay. Um, I can't. N- no, not we easily. We need the bridge on our side first. Yeah. Give, you oh, guys give us uh, the oh, bridge. Okay, I'll yes. step, on, uh, step on plate. I'm stepping on. Okay, Greenkeeper, you stand here on this one. I'll go across there and step on this one. That'll give them their bridge. And then I'll just go across again. Okay, cool. Grinkeeper and Co. have swapped places. Now Co. Oh, back on wait. the original. How long, how far across is this chasm? 35 feet. Well, that's not that far. I could just give her my sash. You think you can hold on to the sash and support my weight? I'm not heavy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can totally support your weight. I'm a spindly little satyr man. I'm, I'm pretty strong. Yeah. Okay, I like this idea better. Worst case scenario, we throw a dagger anyway, but best case scenario, we avoid having to throw a dagger. Perfect. All right. Uh, yeah, we got it. Uh, you guys get across the bridge, and uh, we'll figure out our side. So I give her one side of the sash. I take the other side of the sash and run across. Okay. Splendor K- Clay's bridge extends. I will get over there quick on this bridge. Do not like the idea of a temporary bridge, so I'll be quick about it and get over to where Barkley is. Okay, we're we're both on this side. Okay, we're we, good. We made it. <laughs> All right, I'll try and clear as much distance with a mirthful leap as I possibly can, but uh, I, I'm not great at jumping as it turns out. Not as good as I thought I was anyway. The door behind uh, you is still open, so you would have a running start if need be. Okay, yeah. So with a running start, Ko's going to run, and he's going to jump, and his mirthful leap adds an additional four feet <laughs> to his jump that he can clear. We're going to be using the sash, I think, probably. Uh, and he jumps. Make a athletics check. Man, my jump. Oh, it's a 19. That's <laughs> still not good enough, but it's a 19. Grinkeeper, roll your acrobatics or strength if you would choose. Or athletics, excuse me. Athletics for you. If I do a flip when I jump, can I roll acrobatics next time? No, no, I'm afraid that's not how <laughs> running and jumping works. <laughs> 22. 22, all right. Ko, once again, showing off his beautiful jumping skills, jumps a little shallow, but you are easily able to give him a yoink and very much pull at the waist. (laughs) Spider-Man is (laughs) yoinked across and lands safely, if not skidding on the other side. Thanks, like John. Jump in New World, it's really bad. Thanks to John, there's a. I now have a vision in my head of like a guy doing this long jump and just jumping or running really fast, and the guy going, "Oh." He's very athletic. And then as you jump, you do a flip, and the guy goes, oh, he's acrobatic. (laughs) (laughs) That makes a big difference, let me tell you. (laughs) If you put the flip on there, you can do a lot more. Yeah. Love it. With the plate still pressed on the far side on both ends, the bridge disappears. The door behind you closes. 
and the door ahead of you opens. I will now reveal more. Oh, this is advanced. Right? Ooh. Oh. Someone has learned more schmeppy techniques. <laughs> this is advanced schmepping. Schmeppy is strong <laughs> with you. Advanced schmeppy. Schmeppy. I also, I foresee a conversation that Kyle had with Ben where he's like, hey, Ben, what kind of stuff do you like? And Ben was like, I like escape rooms. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, I, I do, so... <laughs> It's just a safe assumption for any DM, really. Sure. He's a DM. I'm a DM. We like escape rooms. It's what we do. Yep. <laughs> so you see ahead of you a room of the same size minus the pit. There are five pressure plates ahead of you, and each has upon them a different symbol. And on the wall to the co-keeper left and the splendor clay right are two symbols as well. Let's go this time with Scott and Ben disappearing. Ben, this is our put on your headphones yep. back on symbol. Grinkeeper Co., this is the room you see ahead. Strange symbols on the pressure plates lie ahead. And then on the wall, two large symbols. All right. Well, the first thing I would do is uh, I would start... I would say, hey, let's see if any of the pressure plates match what's on the wall. And start examining what's on the wall versus what's down on the plate and see if there's any matches. I can already tell from the map it doesn't look like that's the case, but that's what he would be looking for. Your intuition and eyeballs would be correct. Okay. Um, so with that in mind... Co would say to Grinkeeper, um, okay, if the symbols don't match up, the other room wasn't traversable without us working together. I think it's safe to assume that we would have to work together in this room as well. Um, cool. So the symbols are for their room? That would be my guess. Uh, hold on, let me ask. So I'm assuming they need headphones on. Meanwhile, in the Splendor Clay room, you all walk forward. You see five plates, each with symbols upon it, and a wall nearby with two large symbols on it as well. Uh, so we're looking at the symbols on the wall, and they don't match any of the symbols uh, on our pressure plates. Um, but we were wondering if maybe some of the symbols on our side match your side. Uh, do you have any pressure plates with, uh, I don't know, it looks like a weird, like the letter T. And an upside down T. Yeah, like a like a regular T with a thick base and then like an upside down T where the upside down bit is thick. The t pressure plates have, there are two with right side up T and two with downside up T. Or, yeah, if you if you take my meaning. No. Wait, okay, what was on. that? How many with what T's? Wait, are you talking T's, about, are we talking T's. about the two symbols in the center or the, or the pressure plates? Because they have T's on them. 
The pressure plates have T's on them. Yeah. I've got one that's a plus, then a low, uh, a low T. Um, okay, let me start over. One that's a plus, then two upside down T's, and then two right side up T's. All what capital. are the differences between the... Okay. Are there differences between the right side up T's? Uh, are you muted, Ben? Oh, he's muted. Yeah, we don't yes, know. that's why I'm muted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, I believe our bottom pressure plate is the one that uh, he mentioned. It's the right side up T with a fat uh, vertical piece. Oh, the, yes. I, now I see the difference. Yeah, there's it's very yeah. slight, but yeah. For the right side up T, that's can can one of you stand on that? Uh, I, I'll head down and stand on that one. Okay, and then oh, it indents. Something moved. And then for the upside down T, it's a it's a thin vertical line, and then it looks like a stacked double horizontal line. Okay, so it's the thicker one here in the center. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, that's the only one that's like that, right? It's an equal sign with a line coming up the top. With a stub. Got it. Uh, uh, Equal sign flipping the bird. Oh, Oh, yeah, that's it, definitely. That's got to be it then. Okay, I'll stand on that plate. Take that greater than and less than. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, the symbols that we have, uh, one of them looks, gosh, zooming in, it is even a little hard to see. It looks like kind of like a circle with a line going through it vertically. Okay. Um, or perhaps square. Grinkeeper, <laughs> Grinkeeper steps on one. All right. It looks we, like a circle with a line through it. <laughs> we're standing on one. Okay, the other one is like uh, upside down, almost like an upside down Q. Yeah. Capital Q. Like, like a capital Q? Okay. Uh, yeah, we got one of those too. And Cole will go stand up. The door does not open. And for those of you with heavy perception, you hear a slight. Oh, shit. Enter the room. Uh, I think something went wrong. Uh, Ko's gonna step off his plate. (laughs) The scene continues, and perhaps a hidden timer has begun. Okay, I start holding my breath. Um, you're... Try the one below it, Ko. Okay, Ko goes and steps on that one. Spillinderville, can you... Uh, do you think that the the top one that we sent over? Can you describe it differently? He's uh, like uh, thick, thick middle uh, line horizontal, thin line ver- vertical, but still is no, like plus. No, no, the one the one uh, on the left side of the room at the top. Oh shit! Uh, is less circle and more box with line through it, vertical line through it. Oh, uh, Greenkeeper, step off your plate. They said it's more like a box with a vertical line through it. I think that might be this one. Everyone make constitution saving throws. Ah, nuts. Shit. Uh, if I'm holding my breath, do I need to? You are using special turtle powers? Yes, turtle powers. Tur- turtle powers. T-R-T-L-E power. Twelve. You can hold your breath for one hour, so you're good. Okay. 
Mine was a 22. 16 for me. Okay. I... Grinkeeper, you have advantage because you're wearing the necklace from Snake Island. Uh, 15. All right, everyone's okay, but the timer continues now. Uh, uh, the the circle, is it a connected circle or is it not connected? I think it's connected. I'm zoomed in as far as I can see. So. Like, I want to say it looks like a snake head with its tongue sticking out, pointing down. Oh, okay, so it kind of looks like a Disney letter? Yeah, kind of. That's not a Greg Keeper, that's Kristen. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it worked. I uh, think it might be this <laughs> top one and this one. Anything happen when we get on these? The door begins to open. Oh. The door behind you begins to close. The hissing stops. And I immediately think, sorry, it's been a while since I've seen actual letters and stuff. <laughs> <clears throat> I will reveal the room beyond. But this is where we'll take our break. Oh, perfect Ooh. timing. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, there will be more. So go go take an eight-minute or so pee, everybody. We'll be back in just a bit. Wow. Stay tuned. And we're back, everybody. Let's throw it back to Kyle, who will tell us what we're doing next, Kyle. The room beyond opens. And you see a ten-foot-wide bridge extending outwards towards a large platform. As you look at the room, there is 10 feet gaps around all sides of this platform going straight down. As you look at the platform itself, it seems solid. A solid piece of stone going straight down into the darkness. But all around it is this large pit. On the platform, out in the center, you see two pressure plates. One at each of the corners. Well... Two spread across four corners opposite each other for the audio listeners. Uh, Co, Barclay, you're able to note that there is a small 10-foot-wide door on the far side, currently with no bridge extended towards it, but you can kind of make out the outline of one where, where it might extend eventually. Hmm. And so these darker spaces, did you say th that is actual solid floor? Yeah, ahead of you is is a is a solid mass, a 10 by 10. Well, this would be so uh, 50 by 50 mm -hmm. square platform after you cross the bridge. And looking down over the side, you see this bridge extends very much in the extending and retracting way of the previous bridge. Okay, I'm going to make my way all the way across the bridge and off of it onto the platform in the off chance that it's going to disengage. Very good. In the yeah. co-keeper side of things? I think we should probably move together as much as possible, and uh, let's at least make it over there, and I have a feeling this room will end up being more complicated than it seems. Okay, sounds good. And Greenkeeper will make sure she stays shoulder to shoulder with Ko as they cross the bridge. And yeah, we'll just move across. 
Well, you see in your side that there is a pressure plate to your immediate right, and then one on the opposite corner of the square on the far side. Splendor Clay's side, you would have one to your immediate left and then opposite diagonally to the far side of the 50 foot by 50 foot platform you're standing on. Should we uh... send them a message? Um, Is there any obvious trick to yours? Ours just looks like two pressure plates in the middle of the room. Easy enough to press, but I have a feeling it's going to get a lot more complicated than that once we do. It's same here. Two plates. This is it. I think there's something more to it. All right. Um, how about I go get in position at the far one? Co will say this out loud to Grinkeeper. You get in position here, and maybe we step on them at the same time. Sounds good. All right. And Co's going to move to stand by that pressure plate. Greenkeeper's in position. And then I let them know what we're doing on our side, just so, so we'll, they're aware. We'll try to coordinate a four-way step, right? I think that's for the best. All right. I'll be on the south corner. Okay, I'll be north. All right, so as best as he can, even though he's just sending messages psychically to people, Co starts just going, uh, four, 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 three, 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 two, 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 two one, 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 one. Steps, 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 steps. <laughs> and steps on the plate. And everyone jumps on the plates at the same time. The bridge on both sides, in both caves, retracts back. And without any additional rolls, things begin to start happening around you. Oh, no. Nobody made active perceptions. Therefore, on the ceiling, a plate begins to slide back and descending down with a slam. On both sides, a large stone golem stands in the center. As it hits the ground, jets on the floor, now visible, shoot up poisonous gas around its feet. Both sides feature a stone golem, and we roll initiative. <laughs> like the huh? worst wrestling match ever. Yeah. Go. I would like you to make a arcana check. Okay. Five. Okay. <laughs> you know nothing. Yep. Accurate. Uh, 14 for my initiative. Oh, seven for my initiative. Co was really mine. convinced this was going to work. He's like for waiting mine. for the door to open. Five for Barclay it was? Yes. And Co, what did you get? Seven. Seven. Perfect. Greenkeeper probably goes before me. I'm sure your dex is much higher than mine. I got a five. Oh, you mean because we had, yeah. Yeah. It's just a 13 with a plus one. Oh, yeah. My, my dex is eight. So, yeah, you're good. All right. Splendor Belt, you get to act first. The stone golem has landed in the center of the platform. A great plume of poison rises up from the platform below on holes that you see scatter across the entire 50 feet by 50 feet. 
Okay. <clears throat> well. And have, have we communicated with each other that we both seem to have this... We have a duality happening here. They have a big golem. We have a big golem. If there was marks of surprise, you'd be the first one to make it, given that you rolled the highest initiative. Okay. <laughs> so it's up to you to scream on the psychic network, if you wish. I would go... Big Gollum! <laughs> That's what I would say. We'll call that a bonus action. Um, Alright, let's move on to what I should do here. Um, hmm. It's two clerics over here, so... All right. Well, regardless, we're pulling it. We'll pull it. We're pulling out the spiritual mace. Uh, so that's happening. And uh, we'll go ahead and have it attack first uh, for a hit of 21. Is a hit. Awesome. Here comes damage. That would be eight points of force damage against said golem. Gives a spin and smacks the stone golem, which very much looks like in the shape of a man, the very much clunky figure that you saw destroyed back in the Bahir cave. Hmm. Okay. Um, as my main action. Let me see here. Five feet, so I don't want to get closer to it. Um, all right. Let's just do uh let's throw a sacred flame over there. Um all right. Dexterity check for me. Yeah, fifteen is what you need to hit. Or better. I got a nat twenty. Well, well, you definitely I definitely whiffed that then. Well done. Would you like to move? No, I'm gonna stay right where I'm at. All right. For now. It is now the stone golem's turns. The golem looks about the room. I'm going to roll randomly here. This one targets Ko first, moving towards him. On the other side, it heads straight towards Barclay. As it does, it walks. And the poison cloud underneath it moves. Activating in a different direction. These attacks, two large stone fists go up in a sort of Hulk like slam that descends first towards Barclay. With a 16 and a 20. Nope, 21. And with that 20, it just bounces off your plus two shield and slides to the ground. Goom! Down. The two fists swing towards Ko. A 26 and a 13. The 26 hits. You take 19 points of bludgeoning damage. Let's half that. Very well, Rogue. (laughs) (laughs) It is now Ko's turn with a golem in his face. Uh, with a golem in his face, Ko is going to take a aimed strike at him. Uh, and he's gonna swing a psychic blade at him uh, with advantage 
<laughs> with a natural 20 for 29. Natural 20. Roll your nice. crit. Uh, so the crit damage is 13 psychic damage, and the sneak attack damage would be an additional 18 sneak attack damage. Although, wait, does sneak attack damage get doubled as well? I think it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Unleash it. Okay, so 13, 18, 15. How do you slay this creature? Good lord. Uh, so Ko, recovering from the one punch, uh, just, you know, caught off guard, surprised that this is the way it went, spins, and just slams the psychic dagger right into the heart of the golem. And is even a little surprised when the psychic dagger flares suddenly, and it kills it. Except for it doesn't. Oh, shit, I got baited. For you see, you <laughs> forgot your arcane basics, which was your arcane check there, Co. Psychic damage does nothing to an automaton who has no brain. Oh, man. Your attack does no. nothing to the creature. Man, oh, I wish I wasn't sucks. dumb, you guys. I'm so dumb. Do you want to make a move action? I can't. Well, it was a very cool move nonetheless. Yeah. Stylistic. Uh-huh. Barclay, it's your turn. Great rolls, too. Okay, I... I was going to one-shot it again. <laughs> <laughs> I have double proficiency in Arcana. Would I know if a golem would be susceptible to suggestion? I'll let you roll it as a bonus action here, as a thought as it landed on the ground. Yeah. So okay. take your bonus action, but go for it. That's fine by me. That comes to a 26. You would know quite a bit about golems and constructs. You know they're immune to charm, exhaustion, frightened, paralyzed, petrified, and poisoned. Okay, so I would say suggestion would be a type of charm. So Exactly. Okay, perfect. All right, then in that case, seeing that uh, my buddy here went ahead and pulled out a spiritual weapon, I'm going to pull out my actual weapon and uh, going to swing and attack my mace at it. For a 25 to hit. Is a hit. Right? With a whopping 7 damage. 7 damage is delivered to the golem. Anything and else you'd like to do? Yes. I am going to shift around to... Uh, just shift around it so that I am away from the edge. But staying within reach. Excellent. Greenkeeper, you've just seen Ko perform one of his patented one-shot moves, but it did nothing. It's your turn. Greenkeeper is very confused in this moment, uh, but seeing a magical, stinky cloud, she's going to cast Dispel Magic on the thing. Interesting. And any spell of third level or lower on the target ends. And you're talking about the poison cloud part, yes? I'm just talking about the creature. So any spell of third level or lower ends. And then for each spell of fourth level or higher, uh, the target has to make an ability check using my spell casting ability. DC equals 10 plus the spell's level. So a 13. Make an ability, just any ability check? What's the ability check? 
It says make an ability check using your spell casting ability. Oh, if I oh, so if I'm a spell caster and I have spell effects on me, it'd be my spell like ability. Oh, okay. I'm gotcha. Glad you're in the DM because I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got a 13. And what is your spell like casting ability? This would be 13. So you succeed. So I think that's supposed to be for each spell of fourth level or higher. Correct. So roll for those. So what would happen is nothing on your end. However, the poison cloud on the cleric side disappears. Oh. Ah, these mechanics. Yeah, they carried over. Interesting. Uh, I, I I don't know. It's sort of out of turn, but well, I won't do it then. We'd want to communicate that to them, but but I guess that would have to be in turn order. And we can speak as a free action. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn, Greenkeeper, such as move or bonus? She will use her compelled duel. It's a wisdom 14. I fail. Which means I have to target you on my turn. Splendor Belt, it's your turn. The poison cloud on your your side has disappeared, it seems. It was hanging out in the bottom right corner. Okay. As a free action, I would let uh, them know that. Not really knowing why, just our cloud is gone or whatever. I can see clearly now the rain is gone, I'd say. <laughs> um, and then uh, we get another strike in from uh, Sword Sword Hucker Jr. here. Hold on a second. There we go. Okay. I will hit with my, ooh, with a natural 20 for a 27. Very nice. Hmm. Um, roll it again. Roll oh, that yeah. twenty again. That's right. I get to do it another twenty, don't I? Wait, twenty with not, but not with modifier. Just a twenty, right? Or with your normal modifier? Yes. Normal modifier. Okay. Uh, that'd be a twenty-two. N- nothing natural there. You want damage now? Yep. Give me that damage. Give me that crit damage. Whoops. Why did it only roll? Hold on a second. That didn't. Oh, I already rolled it earlier. Okay, never mind. It's a nine. Nine damages. Nine damage. (laughs) Force damage, if you will. Like a rock'em sock'em robot, suddenly the golem on the co-keeper side seems to have been hit in the head with a great force. But you're not sure why. Oh, boy. Mm. Voodoo! All right. As I as a main action... Um... Boy, none of those are going to work on a golem. I mean, command is a kind of charm, right? Correct. Okay. Well, in that in that case, uh, 
I'm going to quit being a weenie back here and run up. Right up on it. And uh, attack it. All right. Here's my attack with Crandall Face Mace number one. Uh, that'd be a 17. Is a hit. Is a hit. Five, or sorry, eight uh, damage. That would be, what is it? Bludgeoning. Bludgeoning. And I get both hands, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay, second hand for hit. Natural one for an eight. That is a whiff. Or something worse, because it was an at one, so you decide. Or <laughs> a whiff. Or worse. <laughs> or worse. What's worse. You're offhand whiffs, but you do solidly connect with your main hand, and the mace hits the side. Slam! And suddenly the thought enters your mind. Perhaps your cheapness has come to play this day. For your weapon is non-magical and seems to have done very little effect to the golem's armor. Hmm. All right. Next reaction, I will let everyone know. <laughs> it appears to be... You can share that across the psychic network now. Okay. Well, I would share that. There seems to be an immunity to physical damage to the to the armor. Share Splendor Belt. It's the stone <laughs> golem's turn. It raises up on the Splendor Clay side two fists, one at aimed at each of you as you're standing next to each other. The fist flying at Barclay is a 23. That's a hit. The fist flying at Splendor Belt is a natural 20. That is a hit. Barclay, you take 19 points of bludgeoning damage. Splendor Belt, you are smashed for a 38 points of bludgeoning damage. Damn. Okay. Okay, done. On the co-keeper side, the golem is enticed by the compelled duel and runs at Grinkeeper. Co? Well, he doesn't really have any weapons, so in frustration as he turns to go after... Uh, oh, wait, you wouldn't have a turn yet because you used evasion. It's a new turn. Okay, right, right, right. right. That happened um, before your turn, right? So uh, frustration mounts in Co, and he's just going to ram the golem with his horns with his little satyr horns as it walks away because he doesn't have a weapon out with a 16 to hit. It's a miss. Oh, man. But it was very cool. Yeah. It Double fist gonna, raise up for Grinkeeper. A 23 and another natural 20. Oh, my gosh. He learned it by watching me. <laughs> You're receiving two hits, Grinkeeper. Oh. All right. From a 23 and a natural 20. Oh, both hit. Calculating. Calculating. You take 57 points of bludgeoning damage. Oh my God. Holy shit. Holy shit. Co, it's your turn. Uh, Ko is going to take out his uh, non-magical daggers 
of crappiness and uh, go charging up and jump up and try and stab him into the back of the golem. All right. Uh, hit number one is a 15, which I know isn't going to go, but let's try and psychically nudge it in our favor here. Would a 17 hit? It does. Hey, goodbye, psychic energy dice. I should be down too. There we go. Uh, okay, so that's going to be... Uh, six piercing damage... And it's sneak attack, which turns it into that's uh, an additional thirteen piercing damage on the first strike. And then on the offhand dagger, that's a non-natural twenty for an additional one piercing damage. While Splendorbelt's thought was slightly incomplete, you do too realize that your non-magical weapons seem to be dealing reduced damage to this creature. Well, yes, but I I possess no magical weapons, so this is what <laughs> this is what we got. Barclay, it's your turn. Okay, I'm going to take a step back by five feet. Uh, does that incur? Opportunity attack? It would, yes. Okay, I'm still going to do it anyway, so okay. go ahead. It swings at you, 23. That's going to be another hit. 19 points of bludgeoning damage. Oof, okay. Well, since I know that I hit it, and I know that my buddy hit it, um, I'm going to go ahead and cast Toll the Dead. I need a Wisdom 17 from you. I got a 3. All right. Uh, since it has taken damage, that's going to be D12s. So one, two, three, and then plus four for whatever this comes up as. Uh, eighteen points of damage. Oh, what wait, kind of damage? It's, yeah, shoot, I'm stupid. Oh wait, no, necrotic, isn't it? Yeah, necrotic damage. It succeeds. All right, then let's see. Since that's a cantrip, I am going to cast a holy weapon on uh, my buddies on uh, on Splendorbelt's mace. All right. Oh, uh, sorry. I'm going to take five steps, walk back, touch his mace. Uh, your weapon is now a holy weapon or a, a magic weapon. Okay. And you get to add uh, two D8 uh, holy damage to it two or radiant D- damage. Two D8 radiant. Okay. We don't we don't need mm-hmm. clerics over here. They're just showing off. <laughs> don't, don't listen to them. And then your once mundane face makes now glimmers with holy light. And you're slightly concerned that the holy light is better than Paylor's holy light. <laughs> and I say, bless Pata. And then I take another uh, 10 feet back to get out of range. Very good. Well, dance and, in there. Yep, that'll be my turn. Grinkeeper. Okay. Okay, hold on. Uh, 
Uh, what kind of role would you need for tie rope? I know <laughs> there used to be use rope. But... I know it was such a great skill because it said use rope on it, and it was very clear as to what you had to do. I'm assuming you're going to do something strength related with this rope. Possibly. Then let's do an athletics for it. Unless you're going, you know, I, unless you're going to tumble about it and uh, do cartwheels and such, I think I think I have a general idea of what you're going for. So <laughs> chainmail, I don't think. Uh, uh, what are you up to? What are you up to? It's it's formulating right now. So bear okay. with me. It's going to be a little slow. Uh, she's going to want to tie a rope. to it. Not necessarily around it, because it's clearly very, very strong. And then she's going to want to try and swing it off the side. Okay. It is a giant man made of stone. Yeah, and I don't even know. It's, it would be so heavy, too. Is the thing. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm still going through lots of... Absolutely. For, for the non-live crowd, we are sitting at uh, 27 out of 84 on Grinkeeper's hit points. So a mighty blow has been delivered. Okay, here's what she's going to do instead, then. Um, she's going to use her healing... Uh, and give herself 30 points. And then she's going to cast Sanctuary on herself. Which kind of is going to work weird with Compelled Duel, but I think it'll force... Um, if... If... If the Golem then attacks Ko, it will have disadvantage on attacking Ko. Right, so it's forced to attack you with these effects, and if it can't, then it might try to attack Ko, but it'll be under the effect, so you've kind of got a double whammy uh, going on here. I get it. It's a good combo. Yeah, good combo. Yeah, so it's stuck between a rock and a hard place, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. So you unleash the Sanctuary as a bonus action after healing yourself up as a the standard action. Correct. Cool. Anything else you want to do? She's okay with her position here, so no, she'll stand her ground. All right. Well, then we'll we will get to Splendor Belt. Okay. Splendor so Belt. Your mace radiates with holy energies. Here's the plan. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and go in with that. I know I've got two mace, two maces, and and the one I'm gonna swing with first has the holy energy. The second mace still does damage, just reduced, right? Correct. Worth no. Was it worth swinging? Is there any... And by making this a holy weapon, did I just lose dual weapons because they're not the same anymore? No, no, no. You could still uh, wield wield the mace as such. Um, yeah, you're good. Because I only get damage on, I only get the bonus damage on the one. So, all right. Well, let's. Well, we're gonna swing with those first uh, to hit. <laughs> Shit. Hold on. I gotta roll my d4 to try to make my life better. Uh, that's a three. <laughs> How did this happen? 
Wait, yeah. How did it? Oh wait, how did that three? Happen? That's not right. Oh wait, you rolled a three for your blessing. I'm sorry, blessing. I'm an idiot. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. Sorry, eleven is my thing because I did guidance on top of it. I'm being an idiot. Did, did you want to use your inspiration, perhaps, that you earned from your massage at the Deep Wind Spa? This is a good time to use it. Yes, I'm using my inspiration. Thank you for helping me decide to do that because <laughs> I wouldn't. I was forgetting I had it. All right, uh, let's roll again here. So uh, to hit. Please. It's literally one digit more, but I'll take it over the other one. It's a two plus that, so nine. And then three, so 10, 11, 12, 12. So it's still miss. It's still miss. <laughs> that sucks. All right. If this next one that isn't holy is a better roll, I'm going to I'm gonna throw a poo at something. So here goes. <laughs> ah, shit. 24. <laughs> 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 but the offhand rings true. Uh, perhaps Barclay thinks about enchanting both maces. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, damage but, damage for that doesn't have yep. any of his bonuses. But uh, here it is. Oh my gosh! Uh, four. <laughs> hey, right, look, some of us killed our golem, but did no damage at the same time. So you know. <laughs> been a cluster don't feel too bad i guess yeah um all right and then your flying mace yeah let's get that guy out of the way um all right here comes whoops where to go spiritual weapon here we go uh that'd be a 23 is a hit that's a hit and 10 total force damage Nice. I had a third idea, but I used my turn, so I, or I used my action, so I can't use it. But we'll see how long this lasts. I was about to get real magical on everybody. Uh, ideas are limited by our actions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Grinkeeper, I'm currently under the effect of your compelled duel, so I must attack you. However, I must now make a wisdom saving throw and decide not to do so, correct? Correct. Okay, I got a 10. All right, that fails. So now I must not attack you. Correct. On a failed I... save, the creature must choose a new target or lose the attack or spell. So I swing my fists around towards Ko, who I'm going to smash. However, I'm rolling with disadvantage, correct? Correct, because you're supposed to be fighting me. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right, I got a natural 20. But it'll be a... And it's got disadvantage. Yep, has disadvantage. So it's going to be a 19 instead. That oh. hits. And then the second attack is a... 20, but that... Not natural, but that becomes a 19 instead. That, that both hit. Both hit? What is this? <laughs> I'm glad I got a Healy buddy on my side over here. Yeah. I'd gladly give you some healing. Hey, I, or, I got... I got more HP than Grinkeeper. This is probably for the best. (laughs) 38 points of bludgeoning damage. Well, not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, wait. Hold on. Let me half one of those. Very well. You may half one of them. Shoot. Uh, Hold on. Let me... Let's see. The first one, I took nine damage. And then... uh, Okay. So how much damage did I take? I had to reset. No, I got it. I got it for you. Uh, 29 would be your new total, given dodging one fist. 
and diving 20, into another. 29 damage, okay. 55 HP. There we go. On the Splendor Clay side, Splendor Belt, you're the target. Great. A 23 versus your AC. That definitely hits. And then an 18. That hits. Oh, that equals. So it hits, I guess. Right? If it equals, it hits. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. You take 38 points of bludgeoning damage. Damn! Okay. Nice. However, we all secretly perhaps thank Grinkeeper who stopped whatever that poisonous business was. <laughs> yeah. Ever grateful. Despite my single digit health number. Very grateful. Oh. Co, it's your turn. Uh, stab him with the stupid daggers that don't work. Uh, stab number one is a natural 20. All right. <laughs> you want damage or do you want me to roll an attack again? Roll an attack again. Be good. Be good. It's another natural 20. All yeah! right. <laughs> oh, one shot is at it again. Give us yep. uh, give us the crit damage, though. Uh, okay. Um, so the crit damage for the first. Okay, so that's eight piercing sneak attack. First sneak attack is 18, then an additional 16. Um, oh, and then I would have to roll the... Oh, wait, no, we, that was the crit damage. So it's 8, 18, 16 for the first strike. Oh, that all needs to be added together for me? Okay, I, I got okay. it, I got it here. Uh, 30... No, I got it, I got it, I'm mathing, I'm mathing. Okay. 42? 42, oh, wow, he did it without math. Or what with math, but in his head. <laughs> you don't write it down, it's not really math. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it in your head, we're well beyond math at this point. Okay, but it is by a non-magical means, but all the same... It was facing you, so you brought up two daggers into it, and suddenly on the Splendor Clay side, the the golem ahead of you appears to have taken two great dagger stabs to the chest. Huh. Do I need to roll for my offhand attack? You can go for your offhand, yeah. Okay. It's a natural... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> let's see. It's a, it's a 15 to hit. Let's... It. Let's see what happens. Because I know that's not going to be enough. Uh, 18 to hit. Is a hit? Not bad. This is not worth the, psych- the psychic dice for it. Nope, that's sneak attack. Ignore that. It's not 14 damage. It's way lower than that. Where's my offhand dagger? Put two more damage on that thing. Yeah. Let's let's call it a one. And you got yeah, it. why not? Make it a one. Yep. Barclay, it's your turn. I say in the Psychic Network, I think we're fighting each other's golems. Uh, If one of you has daggers. You get a response. Do better quickly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I am going to cast my only sixth level spell slots. I'm going to cast harm on the golem. I need a constitution save of 17 or higher. All right. (laughs) 
I have a plus five to constitution and magical resilience, so I get a 23. Okay. Oh my gosh. What Column did not care. Ben, what level what are fail? you? Are you level 11? Uh, yeah. Oh. Are we all supposed to be 11? No. No, he's the guest. Okay. <laughs> no, just making sure because I was like, six all right. Level. So yeah. you're going to take half damage on this. Uh, it cannot bring you. Yeah. <laughs> it cannot bring you below one hit point. So if I do a massive amount of damage, can't kill you with it. Leave you with one. Great. So you're going to take half of 14 d6 necrotic damage. Okay. Do I take any damage as a result or no? I'm just making sure. No, you should be fine. You're, you're okay. I can't right. you below one, but you're good. All right. So, so like, am I going to die? Am I going to die? What I love so, is that he's also a, a cleric. <laughs> he presumably could do magic like this, and he's like, wait a minute. How does this work? Even more perplexing, because a moment ago, Scott just showed the player that he was aware of harm being a higher level spell, and he wants it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Good spell. Uh, speaking of, I rolled 50 damage, so you'll be taking 25. All right. And this is necrotic damage, correct? Yep, necrotic damage. On the co-keeper side, the golem appears to get massive cracks of energy that split through it, and it looks worn and tattered. Oh, sends a message to the psychic network. Thank you. <laughs> uh, hurry up over here. Splendor Belt's not looking good. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I'm going to do. Oh, I'm going to... Crap, I'm going to move in to give it another target. Sounds good. Team player, look at this. Did you have a bonus action? Um, Nothing that I can really do, I don't think. Let me just double check. Nope. Greenkeeper, it's your turn. All right. Here, here's how this is going to go down. Greenkeeper is going to shift back one square. Okay. But so if she I want to engage, but doesn't that mean I'm going to attack Co? No, 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 no. Sanctuary's broken now. You turned it off. No, no, no. A friendly target. If a friendly target deals damage to the creature, oh, that apparently oh. it turns it off. Okay. Oh, All right. Really? Turned it off. Yeah. So I'm going to attack you then. No, no, I'm disengaging. I'm shifting. Oh, you're you Okay. 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 Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I know these tricks. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, good job. Sort of. Okay. <laughs> we didn't know this trick that was coming. <laughs> All right. Uh, she's going to pull out her javelin of lightning and let that fr- fly. Hold on, I have to get some blueberries really fast. One <laughs> Man, this spell blueberries is not really it's a, a component theme yeah. on uh, there will be dungeons. Blueberry is a common factor. It's yeah. true, component, man. Yeah. It's true. I love in this moment that the golem is basically like raising a fist towards Ko and then going, "Wait a minute, wait, Whoa, wait, okay." <laughs> okay, no, no. <laughs> Where are you going? I'm dis- I'm disengaging. Yeah. Hold on. So I, I need punch blue- your friend? No, 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 no. I need blueberries. <laughs> Look, someone's getting a fresh one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Blueberries have been distributed. And she's going to chuck her javelin of lightning at the golem. Magically, with, with the magic words. Shocking. Isn't disengage an action? I thought it was a move. 
Uh, it's an action. You're thinking of uh, fourth edition shift. Oh, God, I hate this. Edition Gollum's hand comes back up. I'm going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, okay, hold on. Let me rethink this. I mean, you don't have to be a range to cast your your javelin. It's, but the text says when you hurl it and speak its command word. Well, that's the hurling of the line effect. But if I'm not casting my lightning, then it's not doing magic damage. I think you can still throw it, but it would be at disadvantage because you're in right? melee range. So you could do it, but I think you would have to roll disadvantage for being in melee with the javelin. It's a good point. Uh, I think. So, uh, yeah, no, you're totally right. So it uh, sounds like so maybe... In this case, I think trying it with disadvantage is probably a better But doesn't choice. it do lightning damage regardless? So it might be okay. Because the lightning damage is a deck save. So you yeah. might not strike with the javelin, but it would still have to make a deck save for the lightning damage, which would just be a base save. There's no advantage or disadvantage on it. Okay. Right, because I'm the one saving. Okay, cool. So if it misses, no physical damage, but roll for the lightning damage. If it hits, we do all the damage. Cool. Let's do it. So you attack me, and I'll dodge. Try to dodge. Try to, yeah. yeah. Attempt to dodge. I got a 12. <laughs> nice attempt. That's going to miss, and then my lowest roll is a 27. Well, okay. Whoa. Whoa. All right. All right. Bring it. That worked out pretty well. Okay, the piercing <laughs> damage is 15. <laughs> 15 piercing. Seventeen lightning damage. So you throw the javelin at the golem, and it hits him, and being magical deals the damage and chunks him. The lightning strikes across the golem as well and shoots up across the creature into that hole in the ceiling where it emerged from. On the other side, unbeknownst to you, Barclay and Splendorbelt's golem receives a bolt of lightning from the ceiling and cracks and splits. However, its bits hover about and it seems to continue to keep going despite being in pieces. The pieces hover, the fist still functioning, even though it's lost its main form. The golem on the Grinkeeper co-side is still intact. Okay, uh, now can I throw a bonus action in between my first and second attack? Yeah. Okay, cool. So now she will cast... Branding Smite and take a hit with her longsword. Okay. Uh, 15 to hit. Is a miss. You do have inspiration. I do. Let's do that. Uh, 
It's 15 again. You huh. know, not that inspired. Yeah. All right. My inspiration went about the same. It misses. Splendorbelt, before you lies a tattered golem held together by magical means. Yeah. It's fist hovering before a cracked core. Okay. Do I sense that it's uh, just as capable of hurting us, or or the, oh, since yeah. the mass is spread out? <laughs> oh yeah, it, it, it's about to it's about to do its usual yeah, smash can. on its next turn, which is up next. You see the fist going. It just doesn't have the. But having it not being all connected like that would would lead me to think he doesn't. But I guess I I'd, I'd, magic. I'd, I'd be on the side of caution here. <laughs> um. All right. Well. Knowing what I know, <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, give myself, I need to do a quick heal on myself because it's getting gnarly for me. So I'm going to cast Cure Wounds at level two uh, on myself and I'm a willing creature. So let's see what we get out of that deal. 13 points of, of healing. And the dice won't move out of the way. Okay, I feel a little better about that. Um, now, my spiritual weapon will swing back in for another go here. Uh, 19 to hit. That hits, right? It's a hit. And the damage will be 16 points of damage. Force damage. Nice. Yeah. Pretty happy about that. The hit swings and knocks this disjointed golem in the head. On the Grinkeeper co-side, the head breaks. The golem falls. And together in unison, both golems crumble to the floor. Our golem is dead. How are you doing over there? Uh, Our golem's dead, too. Hey, fantastic. Bully for all. A bridge extends to the distant doorway, which opens. Uh, Splendorbelt, my friend, how well are you doing if you were to put it in numerical terms? Uh, I would say about 20 out of 83 is what I would say. <laughs> oh, that's that's too rough. And I pat you on the back with a cure wounds at uh, level four. Uh, Patah appreciates your help in that uh, that attack. Oh yes, and uh, you get another twenty two points of health. Uh, Paylor also, I say, kind of nervously. He also feels good about it. <laughs> Starting to feel the. Oh, thank you. And I, I touch my chest and I cast it again for myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's some real passive aggressive for, for twenty one points of damage. Jeez. So the just next one turn, less. Uh, next, oh, I thought it was. Oh yeah, right, twenty two. He's taking one less. He almost he almost reduces the healing slightly to make you feel better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Uh, let's go, my friend. Okay. I'm starting to talk like you. <laughs> Me. Yeah, it's hard so not to do. We will head toward the uh the exit there. Or the, yeah. Let's the, go shoulder to shoulder down the bridge this time. Yep. Same on the co keeper side. Yep. We move together and move out of the room. Yep, and then Grinkeeper will uh, pat Ko on the back and give him 20 points of healing. 
Oh. Thank you. Um, how how are you holding up? You uh, you look a little rough. A little rough, but we'll make it. We haven't lost yet. That's right. And I think we killed our golem first. I mean, technically it was their golem, but I think we killed it before they did. Yeah. <laughs> not not that okay. it's a race, but you know, it's a race, and we won. Yeah, you see, you got how you killed that thing fifty times at least. You know, I really felt like it, I could have done better, but I had to use these stupid daggers. They're not good. Oh, really? Because what happened with that first one? I don't know. I think I, I thought it had a brain. I don't know why. Wait, they don't have brains? No, because they're rocks. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So that mace will be holy for an hour. Um, you know, oh, feel free hour? to use it how you need. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. As long as I keep concentrating on it. Okay. So uh, yeah. I'll, I'll do that as best as I can. Okay, cool. And you all head through the doors, shoulder to shoulder across the bridge, and you find a staircase heading down. Co Grinkeeper, yours switchbacks to the right. Splendorbelt, Barclay, yours switchbacks to the left. And now, a map for all. Oh, Whoa. hey. Reunited. An everybody map. And you have a map. And you have a... Oh, we don't have a map yet. <laughs> I'm sure it's coming. It's there. It's there. Oh, is it? Where? where, where? In the Discord. Oh, sorry. It's a separate map. Derp. Hold on. I've been out schmeppied. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Now I see it. So we're now across the distance. Lights appear across a vast room, some 225 feet long. You see in the distance, Splendor Belt and Barclay, the light of Grinkeeper's sword shimmering in the darkness. Co Grinkeeper, across the distance, you see the ghostly lantern of Barclay your new turtle companion. In the mass of this room stands a pillar, a pillar with a spiral ramp heading up it, climbing to 50 feet in the air. The, the ceiling above, some 125 feet above. Looking out with your dark vision, you can see holes that match the rooms that you were just in, as though if you had fallen Perhaps you would have ended up in this very room. You are on a platform that is 25 feet up, looking across. Co-Grinkeeper on the left, Splendorbelt Barclay on the right, 225 feet apart. But standing in the middle is that rising spiral. And in the room, the air moves back and forth like a tide flowing. Your hair is pulled into the room and then pushed out and then pulled in, all facing the spiraling tower. You see the trickle of water running on the left side and the right side and a great many boulders and rocks scattered throughout the area below, 25 feet below the landing you're currently on. That sound continues, but I will cancel it for our sanity. <laughs> 
Alright, well, looks like we gotta find a way down. Uh, I mean, I've got a quick and easy way down, but, uh, do you want to use the sash and climb down and I can try and hold you up? Oh yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Uh, but first, let let me get out the globe. And Grinkeeper pull, uh, reaches in, she kind of shuffles around the bag of holding and pulls out the Dawn Globe. Excellent. And you give it a little toss into the air? Yes. I think. <laughs> She'll kind of <laughs> look at Ko right after she tosses it and goes, uh... <laughs> gives, it a, gives her a thumbs up. Yep, you're doing it. Okay, uh, she, she'll nod. So that casts the daylight effect. And there is luminous light throughout the room. Okay. We can see that too. The whole room's lit. Yeah, let me, uh, I will grab a little marker here for the dawn glow, which is currently a lit. And this is bright light shed in 60 feet. So 60 foot radius and then another 60 foot of dim light. So that would go out to about here. This, this is like bright as day. And then the light extends to about halfway to the room. And you can see that across the way. Now, if there is anything I can tie the sash to, I would. And it can kind of move on its own if necessary, but if there's absolutely nothing to tie it to or secure it to, Co will try and hold it up while Green you Keeper. Could, you could kind of lean it off to the side of your unworked stone platform you have as it kind of wiggles itself into the cracks. Yeah. And that could give you some anchorage. Yeah. So we're lowering Green Keeper down? Yeah. All right. As there's no danger or precedent at the moment, you can have advantage on this, of course, from your sash. Athletics. On the Splendor Belt Barclay side, is there anything you all are doing? Is there oh. anywhere to tie a rope? Not of the direct nature. You can kind of make a cross in the distance that Ko has gotten out a sort of sentient rope that is helping itself wrap around the various uh, rocks that are bare on the side, but ultimately there's no stub or torch bracket. If we don't have a good way to do it outside of, you know, super dangerous means, maybe we wait for them to get down to level ground and then send the set. Can, can that thing come to us or is there a distance thing we have to consider? Uh, no, we, we would have to, it can't come to you. Okay. Just say that. All right. Hmm. Okay, um, I step forward one, uh, you know, just just inside the room, and kind of just blowing through everything. But you know what? We got to get down. So I uh, pull out a bit of clay and kind of start shaping it, and then I touch the the stone wall next to me, and I cast stone shape and um, create some sort of like anchor to tie a rope to. Sure. That melds it to the stone, right? Mm-hmm. Becomes part of it. Okay. Yeah, so the stone's just, it's there now. So I go ahead and tie the rope to it, and um, would you like to go first, or shall I? Uh, you should, uh, you go ahead. I, I can go second. This is good. This is a good idea that you have done. Okay. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and, well, you know what? Just to be safe, I've... 
<laughs> I've kept myself alive this long. I'm going to continue to do so. So I'm going to go ahead and channel divinity um, for, let's see, what is it? Not that one. It's knowledge of the ages, and I'm going to give myself proficiency with athletics for the ten- next 10 minutes. Sounds good. All right. And I'm going to go ahead and climb down the rope. All right. Couldn't roll that athletics, just in case. Uh, Co, Grinkeeper, I see your all's roll- rolls. You make it down without incident. Yeah, Natural Co. 20 plus another four on top of that for total 26. <laughs> nice. Blessed be. Co just walks off the edge. He didn't even do the rope. You, did, you let Grinkeeper get to the bottom, and then you just walk off using your Featherfall ring. Yep. And float his, to the bottom. His OP Expertly. jewelry. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Again, a shop at the same store as you do. <laughs> you just gotta go to a man. You just gotta go buy some stuff. Yeah. You're not wrong. Potato concern. Takes a lot of time. Good potatoes at that. That's right. All right. Splendor Belt. I'll do. I'll make an attempt to go down, uh, giving myself uh, guidance as I do it. What do you want me to roll? Athletics. Okay. Have a pretty good score there. Please don't be terrible. Oh. Okay. Good enough. Uh, Seventeen plus uh, one, so eighteen. I mean, eighteen's a good roll, but you did just see Barclay do like the full, like you know, legs uh, in a V shape, like. Sort of like super expertly. There was even kind of a glimmer as he was guided by his god. He practically didn't even grab on. It was beautiful. How'd I look? <laughs> Terrible. I mean, in eighteen, it, it was it was raw strength. Your hands are a little hot, you know, but yeah. nothing bad happened. Okay. I get- you feel your god <laughs> contributed about a one to your client. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is how it feels. Everybody make perception checks. <laughs> 27. 21. A natural one plus a three, so a three. Natural one here as well. No, no bonuses. So we basically split the group perfectly as the two natural ones are with buddies who got above 20s. <laughs> The air down here flows heavy and strong. You can feel your hair just being kind of vacuumed towards the tower. And at this distance, you can see that the whole spiral, wherever the ramp isn't, is covered in holes that vacuums air in and then pushes it aggressively out. And the whole room, these rocks kind of tumble back and tumble forth with the force of this wind that it's creating. However, Ko... You look out and you see a familiar giant friend. These rocks are not what they seem. They're in fact Grix, curled up, pretending to be rocks, like the forest dungeon so long ago. Barclay, you see them as well and point them, if you'd like, to your Splendor Belt companion. There's some things over there that are trying to be rocks. <laughs> How do you know they are not... Uh... I do know they are real. Better perception. Pretty sure. Yeah. And I lift up my arm and show a scar. Uh, Grinkeeper, we got Grix, including a really big one right over there. Where? Where? Uh, God, this wall is so bright sometimes. What? That rock right over there is Grick. 
Do they? Can they see us? I say this over the network. Do you think we are being uh, perceived? I mean, they're pretending to be rocks, so they're either asleep or hunting. But, you know, hey, we fought Grix before. We fought Grix a long time ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. We can fight Grix again. All right, let's make it to the center then. Uh, Ko is going to try and... I'm going to I'm going to see if I can sneak up on one. And okay. Ko's going to slip into the shadows and kind of disappear over in this direction. He's going to be going for this Grick to sneak up on it. All right. Roll your stealth. Let's roll stealth. See what we get. 27. All right. Barclay Spunderbelt, Co. standing next to Grinkeeper's luminous light like a small sun, suddenly disappears into the shadows. Co. as you move about the rocks, you can feel that it gives ease as you pass behind one. But even your foot slips a little bit as you start to round the small trickle of water. The closer you get, the stronger the wind will be, pulling and pushing in rhythm. Stick with the plan. You nimbly stick with your plan. And using the moment of the suction, you use it to kind of pull and drag yourself across the floor easily. And you make it to the nearby real rock next to the Grick. Alright, once I'm there, I'm gonna continue with that, sort of use the momentum of when I'm pulled to move forward, and when I expect it to push against me to kind of hunker and, you know, fortify, kind of minimize my position, and then as soon as it pulls again, use that to move to try and get position, what I perceive to be behind the Grick. You do so with the great stealth of 27. And with the expertise of your sneaky padded boots. Uh, and then I will uh, hold an a- attack action, essentially, for once I feel this Grick becomes alerted or combat seems to begin, I'm going to attack. Okay. Do you let Almost. anyone know this over the psychic network? Uh, yeah, I just let them know I'm in position. If you guys want to start anything, I'm ready to go. Do you want us each to head for one? Um, I mean, I don't know. There's smaller Gricks. I figure we take care of the small ones and then we all focus on the big one. Do you think the air would stop if we reached the jar? Because remember the heartbeat? That stopped when we reached the jar. It might. I could maybe try and take out this guy and get to the jar quickly. Yeah, I can run around with the light. I will cover you. Okay. All right, go. And Grinky first comes So Ko is making his way for the tower now? No, I'm still holding my attack, but um, I think Grinkeeper said she was going to go for the tower. Okay, Grinkeeper, you're going for the tower then. All right, Grinkeeper's going for the tower. All right, are you... 
You've seen, well, you haven't even seen Ko, so you haven't seen what he's been dealing with. Grin Creeper strikes me as the type that might be making an athletics check. Absolutely. Okay. 15. All right, you kind of stumble as you feel the suction of the breath. The winds. But you lean into it, and you're at about, you know, like a 13-degree angle, just whoa, and then you kind of give it, whoa, walk a little bit, and then whoa, but you manage to make it over to the side. And, like, you're a kid on the side of the pool with the jet facing. You kind of straddle one of the holes at the bottom that blows between your legs and you're free of the winds. But the whole tower is covered in these holes. All right, so they only blow out when they're not sucking in. Correct. (laughs) She's going to wait until the air is being sucked in to climb to a safe place, uh, not in front of a hole, and then she'll stop when it's exhaling. So like Rooney going down the hallway and Ferris Bueller, you're going to run past the the doorways <laughs> while they're clear? Yes. Perfect. Ed Rooney. You made a, sorry, you made a Ferris Bueller reference and a Temple of Doom reference in the exact same show. I just want to point that out. It's good stuff. Are those related? No, they're just, oh, I, okay. I just think it's an amazing. <laughs> they're both good movies. It's, just great, in our it's great range. Yeah. In our hearts. It's an, it's an amazing range. Let's do for Grinkeeper here. I'm going with perception, but I'll take a I'll take an option if you'd like. But basically to to match the rhythm as a rather uncoordinated Grinkeeper. Performance. Performance? Yeah, well, your dancing classes. Okay, I'm for it. Let's do it. Let's do it. 13. Not enough to be blown off, but you do get to about the 15-foot corner here and have to take a little breather. Nothing bad's happened, though. Splendorbelt, Barclay, you look on on this as Grinkeeper rounds the tower. Now, you've left your orb back on the in the edge, or is the orb hovering with you right now? The orb is with Grinkeeper as best as it can be. Okay. Let's do another performance check then. Everybody? No, no, just Green Just Green climbing the tower. Okay. Greenkeeper manages without incident to make it around to about 20 feet up. Uh, on this side, you can see Splendorbelt Barclay that she's doing this sort of uh, waltzy foot movement that looks kind of like a grapevine to make her way. It's, it's, it's decently performed and kind of beautiful. Does she always dance when she's in dungeons? Uh, no. This is a new... This is new. Go for it, Grinkeeper. A dirty 20. Dirty 20? Alright, you round around with great skill to the 35-foot ramp side. A full spiral goes by. She disappears from view, Barclay Splendor Belt, but returns, still waltzing, moving with the rhythm. Changing anything up, or do we do another performance? 
I was just seeing what a tall jump would be. Because are there holes vertically as well? There are, yes. Okay, never mind that. It was almost a natural 20, but it changed to a 14 plus uh, two 16. Even so, your distance covers greater ground as you're nearing the top of the spiral and, you're find your, and you find yourself inching in front of the top. And as you approach, you see on the ground a small clay-like urn with a golden top to it that shows the face of a grick. It's sitting in a small basin and you can feel the air suctioning down around that basin. And as the air sections downward, that's when she'll reach and grab it. You reach out, grab it, and as it gives the... It lets go, and you pull it free, and the air stops entirely. The entire room that's been bathed in this loud breathing sound goes completely silent, except for the stir and slither of the nearby rocks. Ko, the one in front of you, you can see the tentacles break that cover its beak. It seems to be waking up. Well, let's stab it. Then stab it. <laughs> You're all considered to be ready for this, by the way, so everyone it's gets... a natural 20. All right. <laughs> I rolled I rolled the second time. Oh, I guess because that's what we typically do. Right. Uh, the next one's a 24. Perfect. You slay it in a single blow with psychic daggers that work. Yep. <laughs> nice. Uh, yes. That's amazing. It's amazing. I'm so glad D&D Beyond shares roles because nobody would believe me otherwise. Yeah, so Yeah, uh, your, your performance on dice actually for the last few sessions have been insane. It gives a... <laughs> which hollers across the entire cave. However, everyone, as you are ready for this, for the most part, is going to get a full round to do something. So, Ko, you still have a movement and perhaps even a bonus action if you wish. Uh, yeah, let's, um, let's, uh, kind of vault over this Grick and throw the offhand dagger at the one Ooh. that's up ahead. Stylish. We just I like the go vault. Off. Yeah, that's Oh, yeah, that's within range. Um, is it still, would this still be considered a surprise? Would I still get advantage on this roll, or? Yeah, you're coming out of stealth. And you got a crit on it. I'm down for it. Well, good, because the, the luck has run out, and the first roll was a natural one. Uh, okay, it's an 18 to hit on this one. That is a hit. Uh, that's 24 psychic damage from the throw of the offhand dagger. It shakes and squeals with the massive damage it takes, but it's still alive. Let's go That's to Grinkeeper really cool. at the top of the tower. Uh, how close is everyone to an exit? Can we just go back the way we came? As she's running down the tower. Uh, as she puts she puts the jar into her bag of holding then starts running down the tower. That echoes across the room. Is there anything else you'd like to do? Nah, that's it. 
All right, then a double move action for you, and I'll find out where you end up here. Uh, let's go Barclay. What do you, you want to do? Um, well, she suggested finding an exit other than the ones that we have. Uh, I'd like to make a perception check to see if I see any other exits, I guess. Perception check. Oh, so close to a nat 20. I got a six. You only know of the two that you entered through. We might have some trouble going back the way we came unless we can find something else. Yeah, that's right. All those doors shut behind us. Now you don't know that as you've now changed the landscape a bit. Oh, that's true. That's true. Could have all lifted and opened up. Yeah, Grinkeeper's way too dumb to realize <laughs> that it wouldn't have, that there might be trouble going back. All right, we're not locked in here with Grix. They're locked in here with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Barclay, any bonus action or move action for you? Um. No, I'm just going to wait here to see what everybody else does. All right, Splendor Belt. You climbed down, didn't you, Splendor Belt? We I'm did. assuming you're not standing where your token is. Yeah, I need to move that down. I am down. Okay. Uh, same? Since we're over here, I don't feel like there's much we can do. Except to wait and should see. We leave the, should we leave the same door? Eh. And Ben, when you say that, you mean the one up here that we came down from? Yeah, and I mean, everybody through the same one so all four of us through like either this one or the oh, other oh I see what you're saying yes but uh, there is grick between us and them so they need to come this way and then we what we distract grick or kill it or kill it I say we kill it alright well your mace still shines with holy donated light yeah it does Except, remind me, this chasm here is just this wind. This is but a, a, a trickly stream okay, just that runs water. through this area. So there's no, I'm not going to fall to my eternal death if I you fall in there. slip, I guess, on the water, but no, it shouldn't be eternal. All right, then I'm going to move. <laughs> yeah, I can raise you. I'm going to move up on it. All right. Oh, wait, how far is that? That's a big distance, isn't it? Can I go that far? Unless Might I... be a bit much. Uh, you can go to the river's ed- or the trickle's edge, so you'd be about here. Out there. Huh. Well, that mace isn't going to help me there. And I'm with a ranged attack. Yeah. I was just really hoping to use that thing finally. Or see if we can get it. You to could work. delay an action and make a bunch of noise. Yeah, but I really want to make too much noise because this dude up here north I don't know it is a DM suggestion yes so take it with uh... (laughs) (laughs) by the time it gets to you I'll be there too so yeah all right well hmm swing away because the idea is you're, you're you're I could get aggro on this dude on this guy here right if I yell and make a bunch of noise. Yeah. Um, all right. I'll tell you what I'll do. Even better. I'll go up there and I will get up to the edge. 
and I will... Let's see, can I do this tomorrow? Can I do instantaneous sound that originates from the point of the origin? If you're going to be holding your action to make an attack when it's in range of you, do not cast a spell. Oh, yeah, even a... Even a um, even thermaturgy would screw that up. Or thromaturgy. All right, I'm going to delay it then. So, yeah, I'll get there and go... Hey! <laughs> and then see and how... Thunderbolts, hey, 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 echoes across the cave. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We will go with base initiatives based on your own initiatives here. The Grick Alpha acts first. It uncurls this great mass. It's bloated, overfed. Still has bits of sturge hanging from its tentacles as it unfolds itself. However, it does have a speed of 30 and as such spends its whole turn slithering towards Grinkeeper. The Grick that was attacked by Ko slithers over the rock and engages him in battle. Engage me! Engage. That would be a 13 versus your AC. Nah, that's not gonna do it. The Grick nearest approaches Splendorbelt. Splendorbelt, you may take your held action. Okay. Uh, that held action is as follows. Hold on a moment. I'm in the wrong page. Okay, here we go. Uh, Crandall Face Mace number one, which is currently imbued with amazing holy power, uh, takes a, a fat swing with a 19 to hit. Is a hit. Awesome. I now get you with my base, bl- uh, not bludgeoning, yeah, bludgeoning damage. And then how does this work? I need to add, what was it, 2d8s? Or two, yep. yeah, 2d8? Okay. On top of and my it damage. the magic weapon, correct? Right. Yes, it does. Awesome. So does it, I still get my base damage plus those two dice, or or, or is that correct. replace it? Okay, so I get both. Alright, here's, the first one is uh, six damage, of just basic bludgeoning, if it does anything or not. Uh, and then, let's roll a couple of 2d8s. Uh, there we go. Oh, that only rolled one. Let's roll one again. Four total additional damage. All right, so ten total smack in the face of this Grick. Holy damage, I guess. And, Very nice. Um, is my sword still out? My floater? Or does uh, it... <laughs> Too much time passed. I don't. Remember. I don't know how long that th- thing's out. Hold on, spiritual weapon. Uh... Oh, only a minute. Never mind. That thing's not out. No, and, and you held your action, so you do not have your weapon ready. Yep. All right, that's my. That's my sweet move. Ko, you're up. All right, Ko is gonna manifest the psychic dagger and stab the Grick right in front of him. Hmm. With a twelve. Let's uh, give that a psychic nudge. Uh, still might not be enough. 14. You give a knacky nudge and you hit. Oh, nice. Look at that. I'm going through the psychic energy today. It's good. Uh, all right. So that is going to be nine psychic damage to the Grick. You slay it. And... Uh, 
So he, he does that, then he runs up uh, alongside the big Grick Alpha, manifests a second dagger, and is going to strike with that, or attempt to at least, with a natural 20. Damn. Roll it again. A 28. One shot's at it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now, how would you dispatch this massive bloated creature? So, Ko has been moving in a whirl. He stabbed the one, vaulted over it, threw yeah. a dagger. It slithered up. He stabbed it as he just moves past, leaps into the air, lands on top of this bloated thing, and brings another dagger down right on the head before landing on the other side of it. And you liquefy its brains inside. Its many eyes roll back into their head and it collapses. Its fresh meals slide from its maw as it does so. Splendor Belt, you can make an attack of opportunity because the Gricks around you run for it. All right, let's do that. There's a new alpha in the Underdark and it's me. <laughs> it's me. All right, hold on. Uh, <laughs> Uh, hello, here it is. Oh, I just need to do... No, I have to run hit. I have to do hit. Hold on. Sorry, I'm being dumb. Uh, that'd be a 26 to hit. A very good hit. Nine damage bludgeoning. Plus your double. Yep. Oh, radiant same damage. weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Can I add another one to it? Hold on. Okay, here we go. I haven't used that before. A total of 12 holy damage. You give it a bonk that breaks its beak into the back of its head, and it falls. Ooh. Propelled by holy power of knowledge, and perhaps knowledge of violence. <laughs> the other two Gricks run for it. Does anyone pursue? Yep, I throw a guiding bolt at the one just uh, north of Splendor Belt at uh, second level. All right. For a 15 to hit. It's a hit. All right. That's going to be 21 uh, radiant damage. Are these like holy magic missiles of sorts or are these coming from space? What's your guiding bolt? Oh, like? I'm just I just toss a ball <laughs> of light. Like a dodgeball. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Nice. <laughs> nice. With momentum or is it more of like a. <laughs> or then bah kind of thing. Oh, I'm kind of mad. So totally with momentum. Like uh, think Adam Sandler versus the kids in uh, Billy Madison. Okay, excellent. This ball, this dodgeball goes boom with that noise, hits the side of a grick, and it slams its head to a nearby rock. One still runs, and it's Grinkeeper's turn. Uh, Grinkeeper doesn't see it. She didn't. She had no idea where the gricks were in the room. Uh, it's on the other side of the tower. So you basically get to the bottom of the ramp and are like, whoa, oh, there's, there's a, a Grick Alpha. It's dead now. It's like thumbs up and co. The fight's over as far as Grinkeeper's concerned. The Grick spends double movement running over to one of these little streams and heading for the rocks there. Co, you'd be up first. Uh, No, I mean, they're running away. Like, All right. It's fine. Splendor Belt, Grick on the run. 
he's uh he's left hook horrors terrified of his presence now gricks fear him too like this is let's build a underdark legacy here that's true you've killed two alphas in two days so perhaps we should call you alpha shot whoa i am the uber dark <laughs> oh the whole time you were the uber dark damn I am he who Splendor Belt fears. So this Grick already took off. He's not. I'm not getting opportunity attack here, am I? He's gone. No, no, no. Oh, you yeah. slown. You slain. Slain the one in front of you. Slew. 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 Slew him. Yeah. Slew. He's I slew dead. him. He's been slewn. Um. Well, that's good news. Uh. No, I won't chase him. Just let him. Okay. Let him go. Yeah. Barclay. One last Grick for the road. <laughs> Nah, I want to save some more uh, power, some some spell casting ability. All right, it slithers over to the rocks that make up this small stream and begins wiggling and digging back inside like a large worm and makes his way in. Well, I've got a rope here if we're ready to leave. On a nice hook, too. Yeah, I think that would be good. Maybe, uh... Maybe having the jar will change the layout of the rooms and allow us to leave. Co said with an original idea that was 100% his own. <laughs> well, totally based on my research of dungeons before, sure. <laughs> and you I all, agree. with no hindering, no wind, no monsters, head up the rope, taking tens and whatnot. Make your way back up the stairs. You get to see the discarded and a broken golem that was part of the splendor clay side of things and the bridges are extended the doors are open and you make your way out of the dungeon light (laughs) wait is it daytime well not yet we made our way out of the dungeon not out of the cave systems right However, that is the choice. Do you, Barclay, lead them to the original entrance that you came in through, now with people to actually aid you in your plight, or do you follow them back as the path they came through? Uh, well, I. Th- well, this is recognizable. I can lead you back through if you like, or if there's a different route uh, you would like to go, um, I can tag along till safety. If uh, it's entirely up to you on what you would prefer to do. How far is your entrance from Atmer? That's a great question. I think it is. In the forest, you would tell them. The forest <laughs> the dungeon forest. entrance. Yes, uh, we came in through the forest. Um, so I'm not entirely sure, but uh, it's been a while. Be about yeah. a six hour ride plus the hike out there, as you remember it from your early adventures. However, perhaps a investigation check or an insight check might be due here for everyone. Mm, okay. Uh, 10 investigation for me. 13 insight. 21 20, insight. 26 investigation. Grinkeeper, you massage your chin because you see everybody else doing it. You're not sure what they're thinking about. Grinkeeper's However, thinking about the armor set she wants. <laughs> Co, Crandall, you two sort of share a thought together. Perhaps what you saw inside the dream of the Allrat is true. Maybe using the primary dungeon entrance that you came through. Be guild officials waiting for you above. Well, it might be a 
six-hour horseback ride to town, given you don't have any horses at the moment, it would mean you don't enter immediately to guild authorities. Yeah, there is a decent chance that going back to town might prove uh, bad for us. There's also additional options, of course, because we have all three keys. We're here under uh, false pretenses. And <gasps> uh, don't worry about it. It's not that bad. It's not as bad as it sounds. Hey, no. Yeah. It, does not, um, it, it does not implicate you either way. We found you as, uh, you know, you were not part of the plan. Yeah, but, part of the uh, treasure of the dungeon. Who would have thought? Yeah. Whatever door this opens, I think it's pretty safe to say that whatever's behind it is a lot worse than anything we faced. It might not hurt to rest before we decide to proceed further. I would agree. Is it, uh, you feel it is safe? I'm, I mean, if we went, if we exited in the woods, we could camp out. Maybe we could go to Splendor Belt's farm, although if they were looking for us, they might look there. Uh, or we could try and sneak into the city, although we're not exactly all the sneakiest individuals. You do remember one additional way to town through the forest, Co. I do? Veggie sticks. Oh, that's right, veggie sticks. Yeah, or we could visit Veggie Sticks. Yeah. He was able to take me directly to town once. He can teleport through trees. It's crazy. That's pretty amazing. Let's do it. I gotta get back to my base before we do this. Okay. Is there Are there any trees near your school? Uh, there are lots of shrubs. <laughs> Does okay. a shrub I, count? I don't know if he needs a tree or a shrub, but we can definitely <laughs> check with veggie sticks. Anyway, we can get out. Uh, are you going to be okay once we get to the surface? Oh, it'll be a godsend or a patasend, if you will. Okay. Yes, I'll be fine. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. Then to the forest exit we go. And Barclay leads you. Back up and back out. You pass a number of old-looking and discarded and um, weathered-looking base camps that may have been used by the research team as they move downward. But for the most part, you explore none of these other tunnels as you go. But you make your way out of the forest dungeon using the very forest entrance you explored so long ago, but now rather reinforced. Wood panelings and, uh, and two-by-fours have been used to create bridges across the gaps that you once had to jump or navigate. There is an entire floor system of these boards built so you don't have to activate the the poison traps that once extended. The spear traps have all been cut and trimmed so they don't exist anymore as threats. And you head up the stairs and find yourself in that basin where the ruins lay from long, long at the start of this season one adventure. Co, you lead everyone to follow the faces on the trees and make your way out to Veggie Sticks Hut, where, as you approach, you see the familiar dancing of small shrubs and Veggie Sticks in all his muddy splendor and stick-filled hair, sitting there a gnome in the woods. 
Hey, veggie. Ah! How's it going? <laughs> ah! Ah, uh, what? Why were you here last time? What do I need? What do I have to do to get rid of all of you? Oh, my goodness. Hi, everybody. Uh, come in, then. Fine. Uh, hey, I have good news for you. Uh, you, you're gonna be very excited about this. I promise you. Okay. You know how there were a lot of Gricks around here before? Yeah. We took care of at least, like, 90% of them. Alright. <sighs> what about the people? What about the whole research team that was mucking up the woods here? Oh, good news. They're mostly dead. Okay. As a druid, I care more about that than I do you killing all the local wild wildlife. Thank you very much. As long as the people are gone, I'm happy. Let's get this place back to normal. Well, uh, my bad. Sorry. Oh, you're part. Of, you you were part of them. Yes, I didn't know I was hurting anything. I apologize. We I cut down my trees and use them to make little bridges inside your stupid dungeon. Well, trees can grow back. We we planted some or had plants too. Yeah, and too. people have babies. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I'm I'm trying to get away. I don't want to go back in there. I was stuck in there for a little while. So you know what? We'll we'll call it even. Ah, what do, what do you want? It's hippogriff mating season. I don't have time for this. Is that like something you watch? I yeah. Well, yeah, but in like a productive sort of helping kind of you help you hippogriff mating no i but listen the male's been having trouble and there's only one left so i have to make sure he's all prim and proper and his his feathers are all molting so i had to do a little bit you know what never mind i help okay okay through research through making sure he's all he can be you know it's he's got to put on i taught him to dance it's fine listen what do you hippogriff want hippogriff fluffer yeah that's what i was thinking uh, oh, we uh, we need you to, uh, would you be so kind as to uh, use your ability to make us travel real fast through trees that'll get us out of your hair quicker and get us discreetly back into Atomer. Like someplace out of the way. You want me a tree stride, yeah? Yeah. Uh, if you could even drop us off at different places too, that'd be... Cool. Can you okay. use can you use bush? Bushes? Bush. Not tree, but bush. No? Gotta be a tree. Hmm. Okay, yeah. I mean there are trees on campus. It's not called bush stride. Alright, <laughs> uh, alright. Who, who so who knows the names of their trees? Nature checks if you'd like. Yeah, let's do nature checks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fourteen. A one with a negative one modifier. Uh, <laughs> I got a, I got a five. The concept of the name of a tree just completely blows Greenkeeper's mind. I got a natural. I got a natural one plus a four. So. All right, Barclay, you're able to tell him exactly what he's looking for. You live by a, a rather fancy-looking uh, white fur. Okay, good, good. We'll drop uh, you what, off. What, one moment. Uh, before I go, I'd like to give a departing gift to my friends, if that's all right. Okay. Uh, thank you for helping me escape the, oh, the dungeon of, of research that 
has kept me there for so long. It has been a pleasure meeting all three of you. Um, since you are worried about detection, I'm going to uh, give you a little parting magic, and I'm going to cast non-detection on all three of them. Um, what this does is it'll hide you uh, against uh, any sort of like divination magic or perceived through scrying. So if anybody's magically looking for you, you should be good for the next eight hours. Oh, thank you. That's very helpful. Thank you. With that spell cast, all three of your badges fall off your chests. Oh, sorry about that. What? <laughs> Grinkeeper's going to pick hers back up and try and put it back on. <laughs> the pin works. You put it back on normally. So what? I'd do it think, too, then. I think that implies they're tracking us through our badges. Oh, oh, shit. And then Keeper will take it off and drop it to the ground. I will take mine and hurl it way off into the distance as far as I can. Don't like this tracking business. I mean, it's not a bad idea, except we told Veggie Sticks we were going to be out of his hair. And if they come here to look for us, he's going to... Wait, what? They're going to... No, no, no. And he goes running after it. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're taking it. I don't want anybody coming with it. Where the heck is it? Uh, I got a four. Jeez. And like, help me look for this thing. <laughs> what is Green it? Keeper will help since she was the yeah. one that threw it. What's yeah, it enchanted really. with? Uh, I don't. Probably some sort of scrying. All maybe? right. Tell me. Tell me your trees. What do we get? What, uh, 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 okay. Green Keeper. Uh, are you there? Are you there? What? What? What tree? What tree do you live by? Uh, shrubs. Great. Perfect. <laughs> The guild tree for you, then. The oak in the back. All right. Uh, Mr. Big Fella. Yes. Is a tree at Splendor Belt a potato concern? What? Where? Fun. Where is that? Uh, shit. Do I... It's uh, not potato stride. Give me more to work with. Do I have, a, do I have like, the means to give him location of that? Like, I don't really have an address. You got a one. You know you live by the Noble Hollow, but you have no idea what trees are in there. I'll say near Noble Hollow, any tree is, is fine. Oh, sure, sure. I'll just teleport right into a corrupted tree. Beautiful. Love it. Uh, you're going You're going to get to the guild oak as well, all right? Damn it. I mean, yes. Wait, 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 wait. Does Koa know his? What about, what about, what about you, oh, Barclay? Oh, yeah, it's somebody else's tree. The guild, that's way in the open. I got a 14. I know my tree as well as a 14 will get me. All right. You, you know you live by a... Atlas Cedar. There's an yeah. Atlas Cedar by the well in town. Yeah, everybody always talks about the Atlas Cedar by the well. I remember hearing that. They talked about it when we had to tell them about something we did in the town. Will that work? Sure, that that's fine. And and you there, tur- Turtle Fella. Yes. <laughs> yes, the, the White Aspen, as, as we spoke of before. Of course. All right, all right. We're, uh, here is this. In your hands, take the badge, get out of my house. Let's go. All right, everybody hold hands. All right, I'm... guild. No, uh, why guild. don't you all just come to my tree? That's yes. one less tree he has to do, and let's not do the guild at all. I think that would be a bad idea. You just, uh, we'll all go to my tree. Perfect. Okay. Except for me. Cedar, cedar, cedar. Uh, cedar. Wait, no, no. Cedar, Aspen. cedar, cedar. And Aspen. Okay, all right, everyone hold hands. All right. Think like a tree. Let's go. <laughs> Wait, Thank you, you good friends. You, you feel yourself jumping, zooming through the forest. 
Not terribly unlike Evil Dead 2, where they're doing that camera effect. Tree, 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 tree. There's a brief moment where he goes, ah, cedar, cedar, cedar. Okay, everyone walk this way and holds your holds the person's hand in front and walks over to the next tree. All right, cedar. And, and eventually you find yourself in the town square in a great puff of leaves. And this would be the smaller town squares that are around the individual wells. You would be at the well that, in fact, it's the very well that Splendor Belt spread such rumors as a bugman at so long ago. Oh. <laughs> and are there people there that are like witnessing this as we arrive? Yeah, it's like it's like, it's like six PM. Everyone's kinda, you know, going about their business. It's getting evening. There's some people visiting the well and suddenly uh your party plus a gnome named Veggie Sticks and all his glamour arrives in a puff of leaves. <laughs> the second we plant we arrive, I would do this. I would cast Thaumaturgy to create uh, an instantaneous sound that originates from a point uh, within my range. So, like 15 feet that way, away from us, a huge noise happens. And they all, you know, designed to have them all distracted by it. Okay, let's roll a deception check. All right. Out of a tree. (laughs) Uh, Let me add a little to that. That would be a 17. Okay. I mean, are we talking a roar? Are we, what, what are we talking? No, it'd be like, um, hmm. Actually, a roar is not bad. But yeah, like a, like a large creature or something. Something that's scary because I want to demand their attention and have them completely, not completely maybe, but, you know, sort of forget that we just all appeared here. A beastly roar rings out around the corner, and the old man sleeping in his chair. It's the bugman. He's back. <laughs> this isn't any of my business. Bye. And he grabs your hand, Barclay, and you all teleport out. Oh, Perhaps to be you. seen again. Oh. Perhaps not. But we saved him from the depths of the Underdark and got the final key, the final urn. We're back in town. We will continue at this very moment next time with three episodes Whoa. left of the entire Delver season. Whoa. It ends soon. Ooh. Man. And also, if, if you were listening carefully, you may recognize who is in that lantern by name. And I'm not going to tell you. You got to go seek out the wiki or something and find it for yourself if you don't know. But if you've been listening to us for very long, that name, Chance the Lantern, it'll ring a bell for you. I just didn't want to let that go in case people missed it. Uh, all right. Well done, everybody. Ben, it was a p- huge pleasure having you on today. Thank you for doing Thank that. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. I had a ton of fun. You were great. Also, your hair is glorious. You look like Jesus, and I love it. <laughs> Thanks. I want to be Jesus. Look at you. Um, anyway, it was really good having you on. I look forward to a future uh, guest spot, of course, on the show. And for everybody else listening, don't forget that uh, you can be a big part of what makes this show happen every week by joining our Dungeons Plus membership. And it's real easy to do. You just go over and read about it. It's on the site. There will be dungeons.com. Everything you need is right there to make your decision. And when you do, I promise you'll be happy. So go check it out and uh, help us out today. In fact, supporters are getting a bonus show today, a little bit later, uh, or on the same feed today. So you'll get that today. And everyone else has to wait for it. So you want to be first up in line on that kind of stuff? Then join up today. All right. It's going to do it for us. Big thanks to everybody for being here. Uh, we'll be back next time, of course, with more. And when we do, you'll be the first to know because we'll tell you all about it. Okay? All right. 
Oh, that's another thing. If you want to uh, catch us live, uh, make sure you follow our uh, Twitter account. There will be dungeons. No, what is it? There be dungeons. Thank you. There be dungeons. There be dungeons. At there be dungeons. That's when we announce live shows and that sort of stuff. We do it on Saturdays at 2 to 5 p.m. Mountain time. If you can be here live, we'd love to have you. That'll do it for us, for me, for Kyle, for John, for Kristen, and for Ben. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.